Well, 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 well. Good morning, everybody. Good morning this morning. I, run out. I was running around a lot before this whole thing started because I was uh, trying to find, uh, first of all, a bottle opener. Why, I, why, I'm buying, why I'm buying bottled water that needs a bottle opener to open it up is, is beyond me. Don't ask me why I'm doing that. At this uh, Topo Chico water for some reason. Mineral water, but apparently it's also uh, it's also a carbonated water of sorts. So for some reason it is, um, but but some reason they think that it's a good thing to have a a water bottle, you know, just a bottle. I don't know why I bought this. I bought this a long time ago. It was sitting in my truck, and it's um, I don't know why I got it, but I did. And but but what what bottle? What world do we live in where, uh, where, where, where bottles now have to be opened, that they're not twist-off bottles? Like, I, I don't understand how that is uh, a thing. I, I don't really – that's something I don't understand. Now, lots of things I don't understand. One would be also how uh, I am able to uh, – oh, thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. Thanks, man. So I could see – I can't see my live thing. Can't, now I can't see where I'm live. Let me see. Do, 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 do. Here we go. Here we go. Here we, here we, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we, here we, here we go. Here we go. Here comes the Spider-Man. So, uh, yeah, I can't figure out why they would have a bottle opener that wouldn't be, that would, that would the bottle would have to be opened. But, you know, nonetheless, knock yourselves out, Topo Chico. Mm. On top of that, it's carbonated mineral water. It doesn't say that on there. So I had to do that. Then I had to um, run out to the truck and grab my CBD oil. I'm doing that now. And, and the reason I'm doing that is because uh, I had Ricky Hall, my guy from uh, Nutrition HQ, give it to me and tell me that people are all... Uh, all over the place and uh, doing their thing with CBD oil. So I'm doing CBD oil. Uh, mm. And Ricky Hall's going to be in uh, at 8 o'clock to tell us all about uh, CBD oil and everything he's doing going at Nutrition HQ, NHQ.rocks. And so, uh, yeah, it's uh, quite a morning. It's a crazy morning. And CBD oil, as you know, is, you know, cannabis-based but I told him, I said, well, so if I do this and let's pretend I get uh, drug tested, am I going to be you know, testing positive for marijuana? Like, is, is this marijuana? And he's like, oh, no, no, it's, it's not anything of the sort. It's, it's, it's the cannabis oil, but it doesn't have THC in it. So that means that you're still okay uh, from that standpoint and you'll, be, and you'll be all right. So I'm like, okay, this is uh, – this is great. This is this is fantastic. All right, so got a lot of things going on. We have a pastor who is denouncing yoga. So yoga has been denounced by a pastor. I've I've heard the whole yoga is witchcraft thing before, and so uh, it t- at least it tastes like marijuana. It tastes like weed. It is. Uh, it tastes like weed. It has all kinds of different benefits, though. Apparently, for you, uh, irritable bowel syndrome. It helps you with. It helps you with uh, uh, some, uh, you know, moods and certain problems that you have or whatever. Uh, you know, you you have a uh, 
So there's all kinds of ways in which it helps you. But no, it doesn't get you high. It's not like it gets you high. It doesn't get you high. I'm, not, I'm telling you, you guys, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not stoned. I'm just, it's just, it's, it's just is one of those things that, that uh, is an oil that helps you. Like Matt says, it helps him with stomach issues and things like that. And that's, and that's actually true. It's actually over the past couple of days, I've been doing it and it really does. Uh, it really has helped me quite a bit. So um, that, that's, uh, that's kind of, uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of testing it out. I, I, I saw him on Friday. So I've only been doing it for about three or four days, and a couple times I've missed. It's supposed to be two, two of them, uh, two two times a day. But I've been, sometimes I miss, and it it that that's what happens. But anyway, so we had this pastor who was denouncing yoga. Father Tom, what do you, what is what does the Catholic Church think of yoga? Because I was just actually starting to do yoga again. Because at the uh, Missouri Athletic Club, they have hot yoga now which is something I want to do. You know, Michael Proctor's been doing it forever, and I've been wanting to do hot yoga. But, uh, you know, is it a, uh issue where they have a uh, – is it true that it's, it's, it's indeed a diabolical act to do yoga? I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. So let me know, Father Tom, uh, what you think about <clears> – <throat> it's, it's a mega church guy saying it, so he's, he's uh, doing that now. Uh, also, by the way, the latest news is that it looks like Kristen Cinema has now won that Arizona U.S. Senate seat, uh, and uh, McSally has conceded the the race uh, after the count was done. For a while there, she was leading. McSally was the Republican, and I think it hasn't been Republican since like 1986 or something like that, and so. They are. Uh, they they had these extra votes that were found, and so now suddenly, then uh, Kristen Cinema then has has won the race, and and it does kind of uh, beg the question about how we're doing these races. I mean, if 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 people are going to declare somebody as a winner, why? They're not though. So, so if 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 all votes had have not been counted, then why are they declaring people winners? I, I don't understand that. Uh, and, and then suddenly people find extra votes, and the guy who found the extra votes is also this uh, flaming uh, Bernie bro who found the extra votes. But nonetheless, apparently McSally believes that uh, they are. Uh, she's fine with it, and so she's basically now conceded the election, and that changes things dramatically. But right and now, CNN an is, development uh, in the other big outstanding Anderson's contest, the Arizona Senate race between Democrat uh, 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 Kirsten Cinema uh, and Republican Martha McSally. Moments ago, Congresswoman McSally conceded. Kim Law joins us now with the very latest. So what did McSally say? Uh, McSally basically tweeted out congratulations to Kirsten Cinema. This was a long, hard fought campaign by both of these women. McSally ahead on election night and tonight admitting that she had lost. Here's what she tweeted out. Hey everybody, I just called Kirsten Cinema and congratulated her on becoming Arizona's first female senator after a hard fought battle. I wish her all success as she represents Arizona in the Senate. And I also want to say thank you to everybody who supported me in this campaign, my staff and volunteers and everybody who voted for me. I'm so grateful for you as my wingmen and my wingwomen in this journey. Uh, we sure wish it came out with a different result, but I'm so thankful for you. 
As I traveled around this state, I was so inspired by the many people that I met. And I am convinced Arizona is the best state in the country and our best days are still yet to come. And I'm going to continue to pray for our success. Thank you so much. Wow. And it just, it's almost like she, and she's sitting there with her dog and I don't know, just seemed overly happy about it. I don't know why. I just kind of a uh, little bit uh, crazy in, in, in how that uh, whole thing came out. It's like, okay, I'm done. Never mind. Thank you very much. Everybody's fantastic. And here's my little puppy and the race is over and bye-bye. I'm like, wow, that, that it was, it was that simple. So anyway, there hasn't been, there wasn't enough of a, uh, uh, you know, a squeeze in, but but uh, in terms of to get a recount, but for whatever reason, you know, these extra votes are what caused them. And the extra votes came from a place called Maricopa County. And yesterday, I, uh, I, I let me let me see, hold on, can't. Uh, what's that? Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I was trying, I was actually texting with Sonny, who's on the Facebook page now, uh, Sonny Wilson, and, uh, I'm trying to get him to, to, so I can talk to him on the phone at least today. Uh, but, but the, the, the good news is, and it might just be because he's, it's kind of in a, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe Sonny doesn't want to say anything to, uh, to cause any controversy, but, but he has, uh, been nominated by the governor, uh, Sonny Wilson, who's been on the show with us, uh, to be the GOP state chairman to replace Todd Graves. So, uh, congratulations to Sonny Wilson. Uh, I, but but I, th- I think at some point, I don't know whether that uh, turns you into a pumpkin or uh, maybe maybe we can explain that to people because what, you know, last night I was going to do an interview with uh, Sonny uh, today and talk to him today, uh, but. Then he says he can't talk today, can't call in today. So maybe it's uh, just kind of um, just, you know, and, you know, when you're nominated to be state GOP chairman, sometimes what happens is uh, maybe you got to be, I don't know, you can't come on the Almond Show because you're nominated as state GOP chairman. Is that what uh, is is that what it is? Um, I'm, I'm going to text him that and see what he says. You, you can't come on the Almond Show because you're nominated as state committee chairman. <laughs> I don't know why he can't call in. Who knows? There might be something sensitive going on. Who knows? These these things happen. I'm gonna haze him though, because he's on the he's on the feed right now. So hold on. Uh, can't come on the Elman show because your GOP. You know. Let me just check it out. It's very unlike Sonny just to say he can't talk in a three hour period of time. He's probably telling me to shut up. You know. Saying, please don't keep talking about this. Anyway, regardless of what, what goes on here, um, thank you, uh, Sonny, for uh, being a good friend and, and for being a friend of the show. But I hope that doesn't mean that you, at that point, disappear because you can't be on the Almond Show or can't go on because you're now state GOP chairman. And I, I, and I, and I, hope, you, uh, I hope you become state GOP chairman because you deserve it and you are a good guy and I think it's great for the governor to go ahead and say that you were uh, that you're going to head up the party because I think we need people like you out there uh, to uh, to to run the show. So I, I appreciate uh, 
I appreciate you and, and being there. I'm just kidding you about being on the show. I think sometimes if you're if you're nominated for the job, uh, you don't want to say something on the air uh, that suddenly becomes you know uh, uh, he can make eight thirty work. Okay, do that, dude. Let's do that. If you can do eight thirty, that's cool. All right. I didn't know. I was just trying to figure it out. So let's. I'll I'll call you at eight thirty. I'm gonna call you at eight thirty. <laughs> And, and figure it out. Are we doing okay over there? Okay. We uh, are we still on or? Okay, we're changing audio for you guys, so we're just we're figuring things out. Sorry, as we uh, as we go as we go along, um, and and uh, figure it out, and we'll we'll uh, do it that way. Okay, we're back. All right, good. All right. Um, okay. Uh, and then I just got news from, uh, and and this is good for you, um, uh, Sonny, and the rest of the crew out there. Uh, it, it, Ryan, I just touched base with Ryan as we're beginning to uh, focus on uh, Radio Free Almond 2.0 and uh, totally uh, kind of revamp by uh, mid-December or cl- close to it. Uh, doing the numbers, and he sent me numbers that show, and this is unbelievable. I've got the uh, highest engagement, pretty much, of of any main radio. I'm talking about KMOX and 97.1. I've got the highest uh, engagement uh, when it comes to Facebook and beyond of any of these radio shows. They have one. That is uh, 1380 over there, and a lot of that is due to some uh, ad expenditures and things like that. So I don't know. That, that's probably it. But thank you all. Um, you know, paid ads. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I do everything organically, so I don't do any paid ads. I'm not criticizing 1380. In fact, I might end up working for them. Who knows? But we'll see. Uh, but uh, I, I, have, I have upped the, the numbers of people who listen to the show – so now I'm at about 132,000 a month, which is uh, pretty much uh, in line with uh, what I was uh, doing over at 97.1. And in fact, maybe even better uh, at the time. So thank you all for that. Anyway, back to Arizona. So most of these votes that came in uh, from Arizona, um, well, hold on. Um, let me do this here real quickly. The, are from Maricopa County. And and Maricopa County is that there's a, there's a the guy who runs the election board isn't much better than Brenda Snipes who I hope ultimately gets fired I don't know whether or not she actually anything happened to her yet uh, it, it, the, the because because she either should be suspended by the governor for her nefarious operations uh, or or something. But but she needs to get the hell out of there, of uh, that banana republic down there in Broward County. So I hope I hope that ultimately she gets what's coming to her because, you know, what she's trying to pull the race card now, which is really uh, uh, so tiresome after a while. And, and especially it, it seems to happen a lot with black women. I don't know why that's the case. And it's not it's not racist of me to to say that, uh, but it appears that uh, some of these prominent black women 
are the are the most pain in the ass when it comes to claiming that you're racist if you criticize them. And and so, for instance, we we've seen that with Maxine Waters, and uh, you know we see it with this Brenda Snipes character that apparently if you uh, if you criticize them, automatically they play the race card. The black women play the race card faster than anybody on the planet. And I don't, I don't know why that is, but they do. And, and, you know, Kamala Harris or any of these other people, when you criticize them uh, or, or if you, or if you uh, have some cartoon caricature of them, like, like it, it, I mean, it even happened with, I think it was Serena, where she had her hissy fit on the court there and somebody made fun of her. And they acted as if it was a situation where uh, it was racist to make fun of her just because she was a black woman. And I think the caricature or something was her being angry. But they said, well, you're just you're just playing the angry black woman card. And I'm going, "Um, well, you are an angry black woman, correct? You were angry on the tennis court, right? And I don't know. I don't know where I don't know what the. I don't know what the angry black woman card is, to tell you the truth. I'm not kind of, I, don't, I don't know that to be a thing. Like about, about, you know, I don't know that to be some kind of way that people disparage uh, uh, other people. I don't know that to be the, the situation. I, I mean, do you all know? Is there some kind of thing? And, and I'm not trying to be naive or coy about the thing. I'm just trying to figure it out. Is there kind of a an angry black woman thing going on? Because I I don't know what that is. But either way, uh, it just seems to me that any, like like Brenda Snipes is the latest character to uh, have an issue with, um, hold on a second here, to to have a thing where she's pulling the race card because people are criticizing her, when the reality is she's a hack. I don't. I don't. I don't think you get it beyond that. And 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 kind of like, you know, people just need to need to be real about stuff like this and say, it's really not about the fact that you're black. It's that you're incompetent. And and, and just because you're black doesn't mean we can't say that you are incompetent. Uh, you know this. This is this is just. It, uh, you know, and and, and uh, you know, black. Some of the black men politicians aren't far behind in playing the race card. Gillum's doing it all over the joint. I mean, hell, you criticize him, and he's you know, you know, he he gets all up in arms about everything, and it's like, dude, you're a socialist. It doesn't. It's not about you being black. Uh, you know, I, I just it, it it's. Uh, and again, I know, I know that I know the angry black woman thing's a stereotype, but I don't. I've never really heard of that before. I don't know. I I just, you know, I I think people who are upset about things are upset about things. It's kind of like, you know, I don't know. I guess we're I'm we're we're so used to the whole the use of the term white men or, you know, old white men or whatever. Um yeah, April Ryan is another uh one Martha where she's out there at the uh White House briefing. She go, she gets in Sarah Huckabee Sanders' face, Sarah Huckabee Sanders gets back at her, and suddenly it's Sarah Huckabee Sanders who's a racist for daring to question the maven from the Urban Black Network. I just don't I don't I don't understand like why this is a thing. But anyway, so now Brenda Snipes down there in Florida in Broward County, people who are attacking her 
for being totally incompetent. And they're, they're because they're in the process of recounting the votes for the 2018 midterm elections, and now the, the candidates are all speaking out about it and talking about it. And uh, Andrew Gillum was in front of the Mount Olive Baptist Church in Florida. I guess that's 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 not a separation of church and state thing. Then how huh? you can just go to go to a Baptist church in Florida and and just give a speech about your recount is that is that what it is now because I, I, th- I thought it wasn't i am i what am i missing here <clears throat> people what am i missing from from this from the this life here what what am i not getting about about because what I, I the last time i checked we if it was a republican politician who was at a church or talking at a church, they scream separation of church and state, and Andrew Gillum goes to a Baptist church and just decides to give a political speech about the upcoming recount. I don't understand what that's all about. I mean, here it is. Here he is. I mean, and then, you know, I don't feel no ways tired. I, he didn't do that, but I'm just saying. He he gives a speech. The recount in of ballots in Miami-Dade County appears to be going a bit smoother this is a live look inside the election's headquarters in Doral, where staff worked through the night. And while they forge ahead, the candidates are speaking out. CBS4 anchor Diane Magnum has more on what they had to say. Some using their voice. Diane Magnum. That's a TV name right there. Diane Magnum. What if that's your real name? I, I, if, I were in, if I would go back to TV, they're just going to call me Cold 45. So my, my name's going to be good. Good evening, everyone. I'm Colt 45 uh, in the news. Diane Magnum. That's a new one. Take it away, Diane Magnum, since your name, after all, is Diane Magnum. Forge ahead, the candidates are speaking out. CBS4 anchor Diane Magnum has more on what they had to say. Some using their voice. Even if it takes you into the middle of next week, you better count every vote. We're not going to be shushed. We're not going to be sat down. We are not going to be ignored. But you will lose. Interesting, though, that this is in a Baptist church. I mean, and again, I have—I personally have no problem with politicians at churches. I—I I, I really don't. I—I I, I don't see it. I don't need the uh, separation of church and state or whatever. Uh, I, I really don't. I don't cry that when I see politicians there. But uh, but I will say that it's just weird when Republicans do it. They're attacked as being you know, people scream separation of church and state right away. But when Democrats do it and hold rallies at churches, it's it seems to be a okay. And again, I believe it's a okay. But but the, but but the fact of the matter is, it doesn't seem to be a okay for everybody. And he's tur- he's turning into like this is like the march on Selma somehow when uh, Gillum is he's acting as no. if it's like a CBS civil rights anchor, issue. Diane Magnum has more. Diane Magnum, I love Some her. Using their voice, even if it takes you into the middle of next week, you better count every vote. We're not going to be shushed. We're not going to be sat down. Count every vote, even even the ones in Brenda Snipes' shoebox at home. Count those votes, too, says Andrew. We are not going to be ignored. While others appeal to the courts. Senator Nelson is clearly trying to, find, to, try to commit fraud to try to win this election. That's all.
Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Mr. Let's Scott. Governor Rick Scott filing three lawsuits against election supervisors here in South Florida, demanding to know what went wrong when it came to counting ballots in Broward and Paul. Gee whiz, Brenda, kick it up a little bit, will you? Lord, it sounds like you're, you're, you're being dragged to the gallows to do this story. Give it a little umph. Your name is Diane Magnum for crying out loud. That first suit alleging Supervisor of Elections Brenda Snipes counted a certain number of ballots after the noon deadline on Saturday. I've asked the four Department of Law Enforcement to go in and do an investigation to find out what happened here. But we clearly. Yeah, when, you, when you count ballots after a deadline. That's a that's a problem. The judges have already said they clearly violated the law. The other two lawsuits are requesting the impoundment of voting tabulation equipment from both Broward and Palm Beach counties after the machine recount is completed. In the meantime, Senator Bill Nelson responding with the following statement. If Rick Scott wanted to make sure every legal ballot is counted, he would not be suing to try and stop voters from having their legal ballot counted as intended. He is doing this for the same reason he's been making false and panic claims about voter fraud. He's worried that when all the votes are counted, he'll lose the election. In the gov- he, There's no way that Nelson's going to pick up 15,000 votes. And if that's the case in Florida and it does happen and somehow they find 15,000 votes, then there, you, you, you know damn well there was something in the way of fraud being committed there because right now he's ahead by 15,000 votes. And of course, uh, a recount, sure, knock yourself out on the recount, but, but he's, but he's ahead 15,000 votes. You're definitely not going to be able to pick up the the 15,000 votes in a recount. It's just as it's almost impossible but they still find these votes, and, and uh, as Martha points out, too, they found some in a car, a rental car that was a poll worker's car that was just at, at an airport. They were cleaning out the car. And go, oh, look, here are some votes. It's like the way we do things in this country is so bizarre, and the whole mail-in vote and this and that is it's just so crazy. I just it, – it, it's driving me nuts just even thinking about it, but uh, that's what's going on there. But again – you know, no matter what Gillum says in in his Baptist Church speech, or what Nelson says, there's they're not going to be able to pick up that many votes. Now, keep in mind, you're saying, yeah, but it happened in uh, Maricopa County in Arizona. That is true, uh, but it, but that was a very tight race to begin with. It wasn't. It, it was well within the threshold. It was, you know, I think it was like a, a six thousand or something votes or five thousand. I can't remember what it was. But then all these votes came in from Maricopa County, which is uh, the recorder there is a guy who defended a bunch of these gun runners in the uh, in the uh, guns running case that Eric Holder, uh, Fast and Furious case that Eric Holder oversaw. And so this guy and he's a Bernie bro. And suddenly they're finding all these votes. And suddenly now we have uh, the happiest losing candidate on earth, McSally tweeting out a video with her puppy or with her dog saying, oh, I give up. It's like, okay, I get it, but try not to sound so so happy about it for crying out loud. But that's uh, that's the world we're living in right now. You have these boxes of ballots, and, and yeah, but Brenda Snipes now is claiming that, that, sh- that it's racist to question her comportment when the reality is in 2016 she was similarly – uh, charge now. Keep in mind, I, I did talk with somebody, uh, and I'm actually not quite sure I'm authorized to to say this. 
to use his name. So he's a person that does a lot of work down in Florida. And what they are insinuating somehow is that they they want the governorship to be in the hands of the uh, uh, of a Democrat because they're preparing to to to, to manipulate the election in two, in twenty twenty. Uh, they they don't want Trump to win Florida in twenty twenty, and so this is kind of a dry run uh, for the effort to, in my opinion, screw up the Florida vote and possibly be in a situation where they can throw the election in a significant way away from the Republican in 2020 that, that that once you get a Democrat governor in there and you get a, uh, a, a ability to name all these judges, these people who will ultimately decide the fate of any kind of, of uh, voter issue down there, that they would decide in favor of the Democrat, but that's a that's a long shot. It's it's a little bit of a conspiracy theory. But I want I want Diane Magnum to finish her story because uh, she's race, has more to say. Mayor Andrew Gillum here in South Florida today, joining with parishioners at the new Mount Olive Baptist Church in Fort Lauderdale, commiserating about all the election mayhem. Joining with parishioners, would would a Republican ever get? Would, would those words ever go together with a Republican? Uh, joining with parishioners. Joining with parishioners, Ted Cruz said this and this and this. How much would you be hearing people go, separation of church and state, we can't have separation, we got to do separation, even though obviously that's not what Jefferson meant by separation of church and state. But nonetheless, uh, and again, I'm a person who believes that it should be okay for a politician to be in a church. I, I'm not, I have no problem with that, and that that's the ultimate freedom of assembly and i get it that people say well they shouldn't be tax exempt or whatever and i'll let other people figure that one out but i really don't have much against that my question is why is it that when republicans do it people have such angst about it but when democrats do it it's almost celebrated it's almost like expected that they'd be in a baptist church if you wonder why the president of the united states The junior senator of the United States, Mr. Rubio, the sitting governor of the state of Florida are fighting like you know what to stop a vote count. That ought to tell you something. Yeah, it's it's that you all are obstructing and 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 you're corrupt and you're trying to steal an election. So that that's definitely what it tells us. And 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 if I were Rick Scott or if I were DeSantis or these other guys, of course I would be upset about it. I don't, and, 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 and you know what Gillum's trying to insinuate, though, is that somehow because these guys are white and the candidates are black, it's the only reason they're – well, you know, Gillum's black uh, – they're, they're having a problem or even that the, the person who is in charge of this recount down there uh, is corrupt herself. I don't see how that's, a, that's an issue, but uh, – Preach Gillum away, also my friend. saying on election night he was 80,000 votes behind his Republican opponent. But now we are now fewer than 40,000 votes behind, having picked up 50,000 votes just since election night. <laughs> Boy, that, that that's that's not something to cheer about. The, 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 even even those that sentence itself, we pip, picked up 50,000 votes since election night. You're thinking. That's not right. There's something not right about that. 
We picked up 50,000 votes since election night. What about that sentence doesn't make a whole lot of sense in America? And I understand that votes do come in. I mean, I, I get that, that there, you know, in Arizona, there was an issue where they had uh, on the Indian reservation some issue getting the votes there. But, uh, but I'm just trying to – that, that sentence itself, there's something just not right about that. We picked up 50,000 votes since election night. While his opponent, Ron DeSantis, choosing to stay out of the fray today, letting the recount play out and his comments yesterday carry forward. It is important that everyone involved in the election process strictly adhere to the rule of law, which is the foundation for our nation. Okay. Diane Magnum, everybody, reporting. I'm loving Diane. I'm loving me some Diane Magnum. That's all I'm telling you. Is it uh, ultimately... Uh, but but yeah, so that's what's going on down in Florida, people, and it, it's it's crazy. And this idea somehow that you know, th- even the idea that you could pick up fifty thousand votes since election night is there's something wrong with the system when that's the case. There's something not right about it. Now, I would prefer down the line that when we get into this whole thing, that that maybe. We ought to refrain from calling elections before we know the outcome of the election. Because if we really didn't know the outcome of the Florida election at the time, then why did they call it? Why did anybody call it? And I mean, news people and everybody else call these elections. But if the elections really aren't over, then then why are we why are we saying they are over i i really don't uh, i really don't understand that part of it but uh maybe i'm just again it's another thing uh somehow i'm just uh i'm i'm not uh privy to somebody i must be missing something there so anyway i want to get to this we've got uh uh, Judge Napolitano call, coming in uh, at 7.30, going to talk to him. He believes that this uh, appointed attorney general has been appointed illegally. So he doesn't believe that this whole thing worked out correctly. And he believes that there's a possibility a judge will remove him from office after being appointed, but we'll see. The judge is making some uh, fairly controversial statements this morning, so he's going to be on with us. At 7.30. And then uh, Ricky Hall is going to come in uh, at at about 8 o'clock, and we're going to tell you all about uh, your nutrition needs and about what Nutrition HQ is doing, about my uh, new CBD oil that I am taking and some of the other things that I'm taking that I really like and that you will too. So Ricky Hall is going to be in about 8 o'clock. And then at 8.30, I'm going to go ahead and give Sonny Wilson a call. Sonny Wilson has been appointed by the governor, nominated by the governor, to now be head of the state GOP, the state Republican Party. This is a significant development. Came down last night, and and uh, Sonny texted me last night to let me know what was going on. And so it's really pretty cool uh, because we have somebody who is in now the grassroots who is the head of the state Republican Party. That's a fairly significant deal. And I think part of that has to do with what was perceived to be a mistake of sorts that was made by the state party before all this in deciding without kind of consulting people and just kind of on its own 
uh, to back Josh Hawley. Now, uh, that's not saying that they backing Josh Hawley was a mistake on their part by nominating Sonny Wilson. What they're saying is there needs to be a new focus on bringing many of the grassroots people who helped, for instance, Donald Trump get elected back into the fold because there was a lot of bitterness left over. A lot of these people still voted for Josh Hawley, but there was some bitterness left over from all that. And so uh, we're going to go ahead and talk to Sonny about that. And hopefully his uh, nomination will be confirmed and he will be the brand new head of the state GOP. And I just hope it means that Sonny uh, will still be able to come in on the show every once in a while and still do what he does already because I love having him in. So hopefully that uh, does indeed uh, doesn't change things for us, but we love the fact that it's changing things for him. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem. What would you do with the money if you didn't have to pay your house payment for two months, especially around the holidays? That's right. No house payment for two months. This is James Hawkins at Golden Oak Lending. Don't let money problems spoil your holidays. You can use the increased value of your home to pay off bills or get cash out. Put two months of house payments in your pocket. Visit GoldenOakLending.com or call 314-567-GOLD. NMLS 1149-37-111 West Fort Plaza, St. Louis, Missouri. Call 567-GOLD. What's up? Oh, okay. Perfect. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Miss Buddy Guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good morning, people. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, everybody. I'm so happy. Oh, yeah. 
aside from the CBD oil, by the way, and and that's not, but that by the way isn't making me happy. CBD oil is not like it's not marijuana. It's it's I'm not taking marijuana by in liquid form. It's CBD oil is not that. All kinds of implications for pain that people undergo and all kinds of things that CBD oil helps. Blood flow, stomach issues, all that kind of stuff. So that's what it's all about. I got hooked up with that from uh, from Ricky Hall. And you guys know I've always been weird and, and a little bit off. So CBD oil is not going to change that. And so if I am weird or a little bit off, uh, just know that uh, that it's not because of CBD oil. Because he did, he did, he did get off me on that. It's, there's no THC in CBD oil. It does taste like weed, though, I'll tell you that. Not that I, well, I know how weed tastes. All right. This is, who am I kidding? You know what I'm saying? But no, I know I know what it tastes like. Uh, but this this CBD oil, you know what else though I did, you know, because I was on Friday. Uh, on Friday, I was a little bit. Uh, I, there was some kind of. I felt like there was a cold coming. Maybe it was Thursday. I don't know. But anyway, I went in Friday uh, when I saw when I saw this microphone is ruining my posture because I don't have it. Don't have it high enough, so I'm like. THC, Amy, is the is the is the chemical in weed that gets you high. So, some CBD does have THC. This one doesn't. I think <laughs> I'll have to ask Ricky. I don't think it does. I asked him. I said, I said, let's let's first since I'm having a drug test, will I fail a drug test? He said, no. So I said, okay, good. I don't know where I'd be taking a drug test, but probably for maybe one of, one of my new uh, radio jobs. I, I, but I don't, I don't think so. You're welcome, Amy. Thank you. Hi, Amy. Good morning, everybody. Good morning this morning. Yeah. So, yeah, and then so I went to, uh, on Friday, then I went to Ricky Hall uh, on Nutrition HQ on Friday, and he gave me some, uh, he gave me some oregano pills. It was like oregano supplements. And I uh, I started taking that. It really helped me. Oregano apparently is good to stave off, you know, for your immune system and to stave off cold weather and everything else. So uh, cold colds and things like that and the flu. Kids are, kids, kids were sick most of the week. Natalie's sick a little bit now too. I don't know. It's just what people, the kids at school now are all uh, kind of sick. So, um, so we, we, uh, that seems to be working. So he's going to come in a little later on. D, you cannot put CBD oil in brownies. It doesn't, it's not weed. And you're right, oregano does kill bacteria. All right, so this morning, and again, uh, <laughs> Chris thinks that music's annoying. 
You don't like Toots and the Mai Tals? Maybe it's that song. It's kind of got a weird beat to it, so. You know, they, 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 you know, they sing a version of, uh, you might like this one. Uh, this is a pretty good, this is a pretty good version of uh, a John Denver song. Julie takes oh, olive leaf my. supplements. <laughs> Chris thought that was annoying. Yeah, this listen. isn't that annoying. West Jamaica. West Jamaica, see? Instead of West Virginia. It's a little bit better. I think what I think the problem was is is that backbeat of that song was uh, Sweet and Dandy by Toots and the Mytels. I think that was a little annoying, probably. That's what made it kind of uh, annoying to some of you. So, I, of all the things, the mysteries, for instance, how Brenda Snipes still has a job, like, that's one of the mysteries of on the planet. The other mystery to me is, why isn't Spike a, a planet? You're thinking, what? Why isn't Spica a planet? Like this morning, for instance, in the sky, and I, I had the privilege of, uh, I, I guess I'm not paying attention to the, to the road, but, uh, but I'm looking at the sky, and of course, uh, Venus is just uh, alive and kicking uh, in, in the sky this morning, and it's, it's really cool. But right above Venus is a star called Spica, S-P-I-C-A. And I don't know why Spica isn't, isn't a star, because it's bright enough to be a star. It, 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 um, okay, gee whiz, toots, we get you. We, we, get, we get you love Jamaica, but does it, does it really have to be that loud? So Spica is the brightest star in the constellation of Virgo. And so if you look up in the sky this morning, it's probably too late now. But when I was coming in, when you're coming in as early as I am, almost right before the show starts, but still, it's early. But you can see Venus, and right above it is Spica, and it's a bright star. And it's, it's actually one of the 20 brightest stars in the night sky. And, and you know what I saw also this morning? I saw, the, I saw the International Space Station this morning in the sky. And, and, and that was only for a short period of time. I use this uh, app that is called Sky Guide. It's really, it's really a great app, actually. I, I'm, I, love, I love it. I don't, I don't know whether I paid for it or not. I think I did. I mean, if, if I did, it was like two bucks or something, but two ninety nine or something like that. But, uh, but it was, it was, uh, it's, it's really a cool app, a- a- and it's an, it's an app that that you just point to the sky. It's got like a compass on it, and you can point it to the sky, and it tells you everything that's in the sky. Actually, sometimes even if you don't, even if you don't see it. Uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's in the sky, uh, and, and sometimes you don't even, even, can't even tell, uh, what it, what, what, 
you're looking at, but but oftentimes you can. And so when I pointed at the sky to find out what that planet was or what that was above uh, Venus, turned out it was Spica, but then also to the right of it was the International Space Station, and I was able to see that. But then uh, about 10 minutes later, it was gone because it's, you know, flying around up there, and it's not exactly, it's, it's something I think that's, you know, I don't know what they call that, whirling around, whatever. It's doing something, but it's not up there for very long. You, have to, you know, it, I think you could have seen it for maybe a half hour, and then it goes away. But the International Space Station that was pretty cool. That was pretty bright too. It looked like a planet, so uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, Matt just uh, put the Sky Guide app link there. It's really a, it's one of the best planet apps I've 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 seen in in uh, in a long long time. So we've got that going on, and and, and with the with the recount in Florida. This is this is really an obsession of mine now to a certain degree because it's so blatantly corrupt this whole system we have and in and it automatically becomes a that's right Linda it's called orbiting the planet thank you thank you for for that i as much as i'm into space i don't have the lingo down so uh uh it's 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 great so anyway this what's going on down there in florida is really an important thing. I mean, in my opinion, this is a must-win for the Republicans, and I believe that 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 it will be. But the but the road to getting there was so tough because the fact of the matter is we have a bunch of people, uh, and the country now is being hijacked by people who won't accept the results of elections. Now, I understand that if there are still votes to be counted, I would want all of them to be counted. I mean, I I, gar- I guarantee you. If, if there are votes to be counted, I want them counted. And if there's a recount to be had, then then go uh, go with it. Go with the recount. I, I don't care. I don't. I don't want any votes not counted. That's that's for sure. But when votes just kind of show up by the box load out of nowhere, that's a problem. And and if there are situations where there, there are still votes out, then maybe there shouldn't be elections that are called for people and, and, and they should just be, we should wait and see. Like this McSally race and the cinema race, were, were, it was not determined who was the winner of that. And yet the Secretary of State said it was McSally. It's kind of like, well, no, it's not. And then we have the situation down in, in Georgia where and, and that seemed like to be the cleanest thing, even though the Maricopa County recorder there I think is corrupt and 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 there's a problem with that. But the thing that's going on in Georgia too is another example where these people won't accept the result. You know, it's just like the Hillary Clinton thing. They had it in their minds that because Oprah was there, they were going to win this election down there in Georgia. And and the media was telling them, and the media to me are the are the worst players in our political system right now because they give individuals first of all false hope they they give this illusion somehow that that the wins of certain people are foregone conclusions and to tell you the truth i don't know whether to attack the media on this or to thank them for it because i don't know about you but the behavior of the media and the behavior of a lot of these individuals in it or 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 this this the star-studded 
you know, Oprah Winfrey, you know, uh, endorsement that becomes a, uh, the top news story of the day only makes us more wanting to go out to the polls. It only makes us say, you know what, uh, we're not going to let this stand. We're going to get out there. So in many ways, it's a motivating factor. So I, I guess to a certain degree, maybe we ought to be uh, thankful uh, for all of this and, and, and thankful that the media does what they do in terms of creating this illusion of victory for all these hopeless candidates uh, because it just makes us get out there. It, it, it increases Republican voter turnout. That's at least what I think. I mean, I think this whole thing where we were being told for a year that Hillary Clinton was the next president, I think was a very big motivating factor for a lot of people who were going out to vote. And so maybe we ought to just let the media do its job even in going into 2020 and and keep us all fully engaged because, you know, maybe otherwise there might be people who will stay home. I don't know. But nonetheless, seems to me that uh, these that what we're seeing is just a bunch of sore losers out there. And again, a recount is fine. Let's all let's count all the votes. But for for Gillum to be out there at some Baptist church acting like this is the new civil rights movement, it's ridiculous. And Abrams is doing kind of the same thing where she's now suing to get a recount. There are rules in place that call for a recount. The rules in Georgia right now are not apparently in recount land. What what's happening there? So just suing for a recount is, again, another example of someone saying, yeah, but Oprah told me I was going to be the next governor. Well, too bad, chicky-poo. You're not. I love the fact that Obama, and and every tight race that he went to uh, when he visited to stump for people, in every tight race, the candidate that Obama supported lost. Oh, was today the uh, Michelle Obama book release i think it is today i, th- I think uh yeah bindi you pointed out hillary said that one of the reasons why she lost is because everyone thought she would win i i actually don't i don't dispute that i mean i think i think there was definitely a, a feeling that hillary clinton was being shoved down our throats and and we didn't like that and that was a motivating factor for a lot of people so i don't know but, but yeah today i think is michelle obama's book and she's uh She's now going to be declaring that uh, she can't uh, she can't forgive President Trump for the whole birther thing, which I didn't agree with. But apparently, she can't forgive. Uh, isn't isn't Michelle the one who wags her finger at everybody about being nutritious eaters and Christian and forgiving? And I guess when it comes to Trump, she's not. But the way the the networks are reporting all this uh, recount thing, they're they're really kind of downplaying uh, all of it. I mean, ABC World News tonight, and even after ignoring the the court rulings against Democrats uh, in in Florida already, uh, they're still kind of ignoring the fact that there's so much of this that is so uh, so kind of crazy uh, in terms of the the, the obvious suspicious stuff going on. Father Tom's going off to clear off the sidewalks. Yeah, I, I, I must not have been paying attention to the weather because yesterday was a complete surprise to me. But I don't really pay attention to the weather forecast, but I did, that was that was interesting. 
fewer than 13,000 votes separate Democrat Bill Nelson from his Republican challenger, Governor Rick Scott. Senator Nelson is clearly trying to, to try to commit fraud to try to win this election. But today, a Florida judge found no sign of fraud. I am urging, because of the highly public nature of this case, to ramp down the rhetoric. Accusations of fraud and vote suppression have been flying back and forth. Broward County Supervisor of Elections, Brenda Snipes, who has been faulted by Republicans for not initially following vote reporting procedure, defended her process today. I've worked here for about 15 years, and I have to say this is the first time that this office or I have been under such a tax. Actually, it's not the first time. 2016, there were similar accusations lobbed against Brenda. Uh, If we make mistakes, we own mistakes. Today, a judge said he saw no evidence of voter fraud here and denied a Scott campaign request to impound the machines and ballots when they are not in use. He did request additional deputies be present here and urged both sides to ramp down the rhetoric. The people who are... The ones ramping up the rhetoric are the ones who lost the elections. And, 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 and they're the ones who are most culpable here in terms of fanning the flames of suspected uh, you know, uh, division and, and fanning the flames of suspected fraud. And so, so really the reason why all this is going on to begin with is – the claims that somehow Republicans are the ones stealing the election when, in fact, they're, they're actually uh, not. And so this is a situation where I'm really closely watching this because I really – we really have to get a victory down there for decency. And I, I do believe that, that Gillum lost the election down there, and I do believe that Nelson lost the election. And we just need to basically just tell these people they did lose. And, and, and in the end, uh, it doesn't – it's not going to matter. Uh, it, it's not going to end up being, being a deal because uh, the, uh, the, the, the situation here is, is even if DeSantis wins and even if it turns out that Rick Scott wins, they're still not going to accept this. They're still, you think Gillum's going to shut his fat mouth? After all is said and done. Now, keep in mind, Gillum did concede. I mean, uh, to his credit, he did concede. Uh, so, so I'm, I'm, I, 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 I got to give him that. But in the end, he, he did, he did, he did go ahead and concede the election. But then, when it became apparent there were some more votes coming in, he decided to re-energize and and get back up in it. Uh, but and now is going the exact opposite direction. He's acting like he somehow is being wronged here, and that the fate of the uh, of the civil rights movement is at stake here if if he doesn't become governor. Did you see that uh, that interview with uh, with uh, Dan Crenshaw and post SNL? And I have to tell you that that I thought that was really actually one of the. Uh, one of the finer SNL moments, I have to admit, I really did like that. Uh, yes, Susan, Florida makes me nervous too, and these all these Obama appointed people down there as well, and Democrats running the show down there. It's it's really hugely scary to me. Anyway, back to Dan Crenshaw. I shared this actually with uh, Ethan uh, yesterday, the SNL thing. A- Ethan, who is obviously an Iraq War veteran, uh, as you all know, he wasn't aware of even the Pete Davidson 
joke to begin with. He didn't even know about it one way or the other. And uh, Ethan is uh, about to turn 29. And and the and the and the reality is that uh, he's got a really great sense of humor. He's kind of like me in that sense that we we that that you know that jokes are jokes and they're meant to be. And sometimes you know they can be a little off color, whatever. But especially younger people. Uh, and and Ethan is no liberal by any stretch of the imagination. Believe me. But but uh, but he he was not really necessarily offended by it once he heard about it. He was like, oh, I thought it was just a joke, and 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 he said the same thing I did. He's like, Pete Davidson, I think, makes fun of his dad who died on nine eleven. So this guy's kind of known for this. Nonetheless, it did create a problem, uh, and it did create a problem among a lot of people who didn't watch Saturday Night Live, and it, so it did kind of blow up, especially around Veterans Day for crying out loud, and so. Uh, the the moment that it that that yesterday that I played for you guys uh, uh, the Dan Crenshaw moment on SNL was actually pretty good. I thought it was a pretty good display of sense of humor and uh, forgiveness and of uh, proper context and everything else. And I thought it was a thought it was a good moment. So Dan is uh, who is now obviously an elected congressman. Who, by the way, I remember playing his ad. I was still at ninety seven one. I think. His uh, his amazing ad that he he put out, uh, where he talked about being a veteran and he had his eye patch and of course he had all these bumper stickers and T-shirts and that kind of thing and it was this guy with the eye patch. It was pretty pretty kind of cool brand that he was developing there. Uh, so anyway, he's on the Today Show. So the and 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 again, anytime we can get in mainstream media. Some lauding and appreciation of our veterans that we don't always see. I have to say, it's not the media's worst fault. Uh, I think, for the most part, uh, as crass as they are and as 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 crazy as they are, uh, they they kind of stay away from the whole veteran disparagement thing, which I definitely appreciate. So, unless they want to use it to beat Trump over the head or something with it, but. Who knows? But nonetheless, uh, Crenshaw's interviewed on, on uh, NBC about the whole thing. Dan how that Crenshaw, went down. Lieutenant Commander Dan Crenshaw joins us now from Houston. Sir, good morning. And we are honored to have you on this Veterans Day. You had quite a week last week. You won your first term to the United States Congress. Then you got a call from Lauren Michaels to come on <laughs> SNL. So I won't ask you which was. Keep in mind, this is a Republican. Right. He's a Republican gun rights advocate and conservative and everything else and a veteran and he's getting like top play on the mainstream media so uh we we could do uh we could do worse right but um how did this all come about and did you immediately say yes or were you a little bit hesitant at first well we were hesitant at first uh we weren't sure what the skit was going to look like at a lot of veterans uh, events planned this weekend you know of course uh, but but in the end, we decided to do it, and we decided to do it because, you know, what better platform than to sort of give a united message uh, for the country, you know, talk about forgiveness, and, and then talk about veterans. Sir, I really, what you wrote after this all happened, you said uh, in a tweet, I try hard not to offend, and I try harder not to be offended, and... Um, <laughs> That was an incredible act of generosity for you to come here and, and wow, you know. And here's a guy who tries hard not to be offended when, when it seems the country is going in the exact opposite direction. People are offended by friggin' everything. 
and and you know, I think we've learned our lesson in a lot of ways because we're we're not really snowflakey in that regard, and and that's why I was very cautious a little bit. Uh, about the Pete Davidson thing. It's why I didn't initially, I don't even before the Dan Crenshaw bit and even before Dan Crenshaw talked about it, I was really kind of on the fence about my reaction to it uh, because I thought it was a bad joke, but I didn't think it was, it was deserving of, uh, of a, of a big blow up among conservatives or even for that matter, among veterans. I, 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 it just it just it just didn't seem like us to to make a big deal out of this and and actually that's that's uh that's you know uh that's kind of what we do we we try to we try not to make a big deal out of stuff and 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 again there are certain things that that are uh offensive to us and 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 as i pointed out before if something is offensive to you then you can you can act on it, but this idea that we have to fire everybody and cancel everything and do all this kind of stuff over comments that are made uh, is really, really a, an epidemic in this country. And having been a victim of it, I can see that. And having actually been a person who defended some of the worst comments ever made by people and worst acts ever made by people even before I was fired it was it was really actually kind of ironic that I became a victim of this phony outrage uh and this misplaced fake outrage it's it's amazing I became a victim of it after having been one of the few conservatives out there who actually defended bad stuff because because I wanted to be able to I mean, I remember saying this even on the air sometimes when I would defend people who were uh, saying bad things or doing bad things or whatever. Is is I want to be able to reserve the right to do bad things myself. You know what I mean? Like not not in terms of willingly bad things, but you know what I'm talking about. And that I wanted to be able to have uh, that option to have freedom too. And so I wanted to give it to others as well. But unfortunately, uh, it didn't work out. It was kind of like of all people, I wound up being pinched by the outrage monster when I actually was one of the few to to, to uh, not worry about things too much. Now, I did, I, I, yeah, am I offended by the taking a knee in our national anthem? Yeah, that's, but, 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 but I don't, I don't want, I don't want Colin Kaepernick put in jail or fired or whatever else. I, I never said that, you know, the, the marketplace speaks for itself. And people might say, even with me, you know, uh, the marketplace spoke with me, but it did, the marketplace didn't speak with me. About me, the marketplace didn't render a verdict about me. That was my biggest gripe about the whole thing: is that this was not a market-driven decision that Entercom made. It was because if the, if it were a marketplace decision, they would have given me a raise. You all know that, right? I mean, if if if, if it was truly, if it were truly a market-driven decision. They would have extended my contract and given me a raise. That's how much love I got from my audience and from my advertisers. Yeah, but but by then they had already made their decision. But but if it were truly market driven, I would have been permanently installed in the ninety seven one Hall of Fame based on the amount of uh, of defense uh, that that I'm that I'm getting. Uh, that I was getting from my advertisers and from my listeners, they should have. They, they based on that alone, 
they would have extended my contract 10 years. But they're fools over there. And, and that's just how it goes. But uh, that's, uh, that's just how it goes. And Suzanne, you took the words right out of my mouth. Or we both said the same thing. It's like, I, I, you know, it, so that wasn't market-driven. But I, I'm all for the marketplace deciding. So, if, so for instance, if people don't want to watch football and, and ratings have been down, that's their prerogative. And, and, and then if, if somehow they don't watch anymore and a team has to make a decision based on that, great. But, you know, uh, the reality is uh, that's marketplace. What happened to me isn't, isn't market-driven. And, you know, tell you the truth, the SNL outrage wasn't market-driven either because most of the people who were crabbing about what, they, what happened on SNL don't watch the show. But I explained all that to you guys yesterday. Anyway, it was a good appearance by Crenshaw. Okay, and show what forgiveness looks like on, on Saturday night. Well, it, it felt good. It felt like the right thing to do. And uh, I, I would appreciate it if everybody would stop looking for reasons to be offended. And that's what this was all about. Yeah, but NBC's never going to do that. See, that's what's so funny is, you know, is, is Savannah Guthrie going, let's talk about forgiveness. I just love the fact that we could all be forgiving. And it's like they're not forgiving at all. They're, they're, they're going to go back that evening to calling President Trump a racist. And, 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 and playing sound bites of people calling the president Hitler. So, you know, uh, they're, they're not really necessarily uh, uh, necessarily in a situation where they are uh, going to be putting their money where their mouth is in a situation like this. I'm getting words from people and Anthony uh, or no, Jimmy uh, on the uh, on the app. And, and we're trying to figure out what's going on with that. Uh, because we're, we're we're getting to the point now where we're as we are uh, as we are looking at 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 what's happening here, uh, uh, Radio Free Almond Two Point We're working on what's what's going on with the uh, um, the uh, the computer itself that is driving the app, or whether it's the app itself or updates. We've tried the updates on the app, so we're kind of working on it. And again, the app also is for for brand new phones and for new phones and that kind of thing. Uh, uh, the 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 situation here is uh, is is that is that uh, sometimes with older phones, it's a little bit more flippy than with newer phones. So I don't know. We're working on that and trying to make sure it's solid. And so I appreciate you guys uh, uh, and, and your, and your uh, patience when it comes to uh, when it comes to whatever you're uh, thinking about here. Um, it's 713. So in just about uh, in just about uh, five minutes, I'm going to hook up with uh, with Judge Napolitano and, uh, and and give him a shout and give him a call because Judge Napolitano, he's probably not going to necessarily uh, make you happy uh, because he does not believe that the appointment of this new attorney general is a legal one. And so we'll see how it all goes. want to give you a quick update on our buddy, Tim Tebow. You know, you guys remember that, that uh, you know, you talk about taking a knee for the, for the national anthem. You remember when, when Tim Tebow would take a knee and pray and how outraged everybody was. And, and we were all hoping that uh, Tim would come back in one way, shape, or form. He tried baseball, I believe, and he was uh, pretty good at that too. But he has now landed a new gig, and he's going to be in this uh, the host of this CBS show called Million Dollar Mile. And it's uh, 
from these two executive producers, Allison Grodner and Rich Meehan, who've been uh, around the block when it comes to some of these shows. Uh, so you're going to have Matt Money Smith and Maria Taylor, who will join Tebow as sports commentators. It'll be a uh, it'll be a ten episode high stakes physical competition where contestants will have the chance to win a million dollars every time they run the million dollar mile. Now, what happens is you have this challenging course. It's just, it's like designed by these elite athletes with one mission and 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 they want to stop the contestants from from winning the money at all costs and so it's called the million dollar mile and so they're all spending this time trying to you know kind of get uh to, to stop these people from doing whatever it is they're doing and 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 winning the money so uh that's uh that's the new Tim Tebow deal and just in time for me to start back doing yoga. And I realize, uh, you know, speaking of athletes, there are a lot of people think that yoga is like, you know, for these, it's kind of a weird thing for guys to do. But the fact of the matter is it's really actually really good for you to do yoga. And, I, and I'm going back into doing yoga. I, used, I did it uh, about, uh, for a while there in 2014, 2015. It was really great for my body. It was great for running. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, oh, you guys brought up kill me. I want to explain to you, well, what time is it? 10, 7, 16. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to explain this thing with kill and the, uh, and my contributor job thing up there. Cause it kind of turned into a little bit of a thing over there at 97 one, when I went up to, uh, to see Brian and, and and when he was uh when he was talking to me and and doing all that stuff and trying to hook me up as a contributor and help me out and do all that kind of stuff it kind of became a thing over at uh 971 i don't think they liked it you know cuz killmeat is on the show it has his show there uh at uh at 9 a.m. and the uh and so he's a, he's a he's a he's a 971 you know the fox 971 is a fox affiliate and so when i went up there and talked to brian and was going to have brian on the show and all this kind of stuff uh they didn't like that and 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 the, and the contributor thing they didn't like either and so well, I'll I'll get to that because because it actually wound up yesterday. Apparently, somebody told me that Glover filled in for uh, <laughs> for Killmead on his show, and uh, and it was interesting because uh, because I I think that that was Killmead having to get back into the uh, good graces of uh, of uh, of ninety seven one because I think they were pretty pissed. That I was prominently displayed at Fox News and was with Brian and was up there in New York and all that kind of stuff. They were not happy about that. I know that for a fact. Uh, Brian won't tell me anything about what happened, and and, and for for obvious reasons. But I think the uh, Glover appearance on his show yesterday was like him trying to reinforce his support of uh, 
of 97.1. I'm just saying, but because I because it created quite a hubbub. And the sad fact is that uh, it probably will have an impact on my ability to be a contributor up there, which is kind of a sad thing because uh, they are they have been actively lobbying against that. And you have to remember that Entercom is a big is a big con- conservative. Uh, is a big is, I'm a, uh, is a big communications business, and and they own a lot of radio stations. And they're a powerful media entity, and they and some other folks have been uh, actively lobbying against my appearance in Fox News. I, I can I can pretty much uh, assure you of that. But anyway, we'll follow. I'll follow up on that after I give uh, Judge Napolitano a call. All right, so we ready to rock and roll with that, buddy? Um, what, what happens is we're going to go ahead and put uh, the the music on, and I'll tell you about yoga after the break too. We're going to put the music on because, as I said before, um, what normally happens is uh, Judge Apollo doesn't like to go on the air just raw, right? And so what I do is I go ahead, take a little break. We play some music for you. I go ahead and call him and Gary and, and the rest of the crew there, uh, and, and and then get him hooked up, and then come back with uh, Judge Napolitano. So that's exactly, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm going to do. Okay. So I will uh, be back in a second, okay? We are live from the Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing Studio. So stay tuned because I'm giving old Judge Napolitano a quick little call, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to Radio Free Almond. We are back live here in the Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing Studios, ddtruckusa.com. And, ladies and gentlemen, none other than... I know to you, I may look old. Hope this statement ain't too bold, but here comes the judge. Judge Napolitano, live from New York. How are you, Judge? Thanks for... Calling into the show and uh, and and great talking to my friend. Happy to, happy to be with you, my man. So you are you yeah. are. It's interesting because this morning I know you're making a little bit of news because you actually are saying there's a strong likelihood 
that this newly appointed attorney general might not be a newly appointed attorney general for long. What's going on? Well, the state of Maryland has filed a uh, challenge. It's actually in litigation against the Department of Justice. Uh, and it has filed a challenge to the legitimacy of Matthew Whitaker's appointment as acting attorney general. And I believe the, mo- the law is on Maryland's side. There are two statutes that govern who can assume a vacancy as the head of a federal executive department, of which the Department of Justice is one. And both statutes require that it be a human being who was employed in the department in a position appointed by the president and confirmed by the Senate. And Matthew Whitaker was not appointed by the president or confirmed by the Senate as chief of staff of uh, Jeff Sessions. He was just a political appointee. The whole purpose of the statutes is to prevent the president from appointing just a political hack to run the Department of Justice and its 90,000 employees, including the FBI, including all federal uh, prosecutors and federal criminal investigators in the and give that kind of power to a person who might use it for political reasons without the scrutiny that comes from Senate confirmation. Now, Jamie, when I made this argument last Wednesday, a lot of people thought I had misread the statute, but almost everybody has come around to having read the statute and realizes that Congress was serious in its limiting the president's ability to choose whoever he wants. So much so that I don't think Matthew Whitaker is going to be the acting attorney general at the end of the week. The president's either going to ask him to step aside or a federal judge will remove him. So the bottom line is you can't just take anybody and give him the Justice Department. It has to be someone who has been scrutinized by the Senate and has survived that scrutiny. Now, Judge Napolitano, do you think in the end, and there might be people who are saying, oh, this is terrible, they're just annoying uh, uh, President Trump and they're obstructionists again. In the end, do you think maybe it's better that President Trump go ahead in this case and just cut bait and make sure that everything is done on the up and up and everything is done legally? And even if he does think it's legal, uh, the fact that there's opposition now in, in the courts to it, do you think it's 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 cleaner if he just goes ahead and 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 says, "Hey, uh, you know, we 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 might just maybe just need to go ahead and 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 stop this before it becomes a thing because it's all tied to the Mueller investigation and everything else, and so you might as well make everything uh, the with it uh, clear from the get go, and and maybe it, this might be an easy call for the president." I'm I'm not sure what you're saying. Well, if you're not... saying that he should if he should fire Mueller, that of course will cause a political firestorm even amongst Republicans and it might result in his impeachment. If you're saying he should appoint his own person as the head of the Justice Department, he has every right to do that. But that person can only assume that role after Senate confirmation. Right. It turns out that there's a lot of bizarre jurisprudential thoughts in Matthew Whitaker's head, like questioning whether or not the courts have the power to engage in judicial review, which is to declare the behavior of the Congress or the presidents or the states unconstitutional when they violate the Constitution. That type of thinking uh, was rejected 215 years ago, and yet he still uh, employs that thinking. 
If the president wants a person who thinks that way as the head of the DOJ, he's entitled to appoint that person, but the Senate is entitled to challenge that thinking, and the person would have to survive the, the Senate challenge. That's why we have advice and consent uh, in the Constitution to prevent the president from appointing a two-bit political hack, yeah. which is apparently what he's done, <laughs> to run the DOJ. Well, so that's what I, that's what I actually what I was saying was, uh, do you think that in the end this is an easy call for the president to go ahead and cut bait and, I and do. bail out of this? I, I do think it's an easy call uh, for the president. I don't know why he chose Whitaker other than the fact that Whitaker is a known public opponent of Bob Mueller and the special counsel. Uh, if he appointed Whitaker to shut down the special counsel, the Congress will not uh, tolerate it. Uh, other than that, I don't know why he would have appointed him, because he's not he's not really qualified to be attorney general. Yeah, because in, in the end, I mean, even going back, let's say, to Nixon. So uh, Nixon, even when he actually put somebody in as acting attorney general, that even that person had been confirmed, correct? Right, right. Well, look, there are four people in the Justice Department who are in in order of authority, appointed by the president and confirmed by the Senate. And one of them is the presumptive acting attorney general. That's the deputy, Rod Rosenstein. The president chose to bypass him, but he's got to bypass him and go to someone else who was appointed by the president and confirmed by the Senate, and he's not done that. That is what will cause Whitaker to be dislodged, and I believe that dislodging can occur as quickly as today in a federal court in Baltimore where his his position is being challenged. And so it might be better for the president to dislodge him on his own without having a court to tell him to do it. It just seems like a... It just seems like of a course, better option. Of course, let Rod Rosenstein, who's effectively been running the DOJ uh, anyway, let him run the DOJ and then appoint whoever you want to replace the sessions. And that person presumably uh, would undergo the confirmation process in January and be confirmed. And the rest of this will be history. But in, in bypassing Rosenstein, he has simply given the Democrats another cudgel with which to batter his uh, presidency. Where did you get this guy from? How are you appointing him? What is he doing in there? We haven't approved him, and nobody would approve him because his thinking is so far wide uh, of the of the mark. Do you think? And I realize you're you're tight on time, so I want to just finish up here real quickly with you. Then, so do you do you do you think the president in this case? I know you you, you can't possibly know, but is this one of those things where is there anybody kind of giving him advice on the matter, or do you think that he doesn't even isn't even bothering with it at this at this point? Well, the president is known to be an independent thinker, but he does have some very smart people around him, including some very smart lawyers. I don't know what advice uh, they're giving him. But I do know the president, and he often doesn't say, what is the law? He often says, here's what I want to do. Find a way to make it work. <laughs> right. now, that's the way he ran his businesses. But running the, um, the executive branch of the federal government doesn't always work like that because there are tens of thousands of pages of federal statutes with which one must comply. Right on. All right. Well, Judge Napolitano, thank you so much. I know it's a hugely busy day for you, and I so appreciate the fact that you take a little time out to be with us because we love you, and thank you again. Happy to do it, Jamie. All All the best. All right, you too. At Judge Knapp and Judge Napolitano. Yeah. So, so again, you know, now that you guys have had issues before – with the judge, because sometimes you think 
that there is a, uh, you know, uh, he uh, like an anti-Trump sentiment with the judge. I, I don't necessarily think so. I think he's looking at some decisions that are made from a legal standpoint. And I tend to kind of see, I think the president's going to be attacked no matter what. And and uh, as far as I'm concerned, if I'm the president, go ahead and dump this guy, get somebody else in there. They're, the people who hate you are going to say you caved and you're illegal and you're this and you're that. And so what? Just go ahead and do it and, and get somebody else in there and, and be done with it at this point. Because, because uh, again – the president needs to learn, and, and he has learned, I think, in a lot of ways. Uh, the president needs to learn that it doesn't matter what he does. People are going to attack him. That's just how it goes, and that's just the way it is. And, uh, and yeah, you're right, Marvin. He, he is and he does. Yeah, I mean, he, you're, you're, you might as well just go ahead and, and, and understand that people are going to get all over you anyway. So I've been really happy to see him making these decisions uh, and, and not doing it because of what he thinks the media is going to think or what he thinks David Frum is going to think or uh, Bill Crystal is going to think or Jonah Goldberg is going to think or the Democrats are going to think. He goes ahead and just kind of gets it done, uh, does it. And, and and lets the chips fall. In a case like this, though, where you have obviously a court who is going to ultimately uh, maybe set you back, I would rather be I would rather be set back on my own and by my own accord than have a court do it for me. That's all. I, I'm, I'm just kind of like in that mode where I'm thinking maybe it'd be better for him to go ahead and do this. Because here's the deal. If he wants to get anything done uh, when it comes to uh, the investigation or whatever, and, 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 and he, he wants to do it without somebody questioning his motives or questioning what he does, then I would go ahead and say, hey, uh, I'm done. I don't want anybody else to kind of get in my way. And uh, and and I don't want a judge giving me a defeat, and so I'll go ahead and and do this on my own. And that might actually happen uh, this morning. Still, I, I don't know. I do want to tell you. I want to go back to my yoga deal because I I, I assured you folks that I would uh, do just that. And so I want to go back to what I was talking about earlier about yoga. Because it's interesting, right about the time I'm just decided to get back into it because because I because I've heard I continue to hear such great things about it. And I did it for a while there, for almost a year. Back in 2014, 2015. And it really helped me. It helped me with my running and it helped lengthen my body. I don't know what that means, but I don't know. I just felt looser. And now at the Missouri Athletic Club, where I'm a member over there, uh, and they do, they do hot yoga there. And I'm just starting to do that. But I'm worried that I might be committing some kind of uh, sin. 
I, I don't happen to be. <laughs> I can't imagine me in yoga pants. I wouldn't wear. I don't. I, guys don't wear yoga pants, dude. So uh, you can you can rest you rest easy on that one because even guys who do uh, do yoga don't wear yoga pants. I mean, he wouldn't do that. I don't know how to play one of those, whatever that is. What's it called? A Satari? I'm gonna play that. Imagine practicing a Satari, how annoying that must be when you when you're practice when you don't know how to play one. Like the people who act the people who uh play the Satari somewhere online had to learn and that must have been excruciating to be around the people learning to play yoga. So anyway, this 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 uh, minister from the Assemblies of God megachurch said that if you're Christian you need to avoid doing yoga. And this was actually at the James River Church in Ozark, Missouri. Uh, this is John Lindell. And uh, yeah, that and the bagpipes. You're right, Matt. Yeah, the sitari and the bagpipes are two instruments you don't want to hear people uh, trying to learn. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I don't know. I, I I don't really believe that, but that it's that it's it has demonic roots. But he told uh, this 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 James River Church in Ozark, Missouri has a. Uh, Oh, a sitar. What did I call it, Scott? A sitari? <laughs> it's a sitar. Thank you, buddy. Like a guitar. Except it's a sitar. Yeah, practicing a sitar. Okay, thank you, Scotty. Appreciate that, buddy. So anyway, uh, the pastor at the James River Church in Ozark, Missouri, and they've got 10,000 people 10,500 people at this church. He said that the positions in yoga were created with demonic intent to open you up to demonic power because Hinduism is demonic. So then now there are people in the, in the yoga community down there in Springfield who are speaking out about it. And, and there's a, there's like a Christian yogi who would be a yoga teacher, I guess. Be a yogi. By the way, Yogi Bear, like, is that, is there something tied into that? Like, where did Yogi Bear come from? Anyway, this Christian yogi says that uh, his yoga practice has actually brought him closer to God. And wants others to know that it's possible to do sun salutations while following Christ. So that so keep in mind now the people down in that part of the country or that part of Missouri, there's a there's a little bit of uh, ritual, religiosity that is uh, the big part of those communities down there. And so this guy believes that uh, he thinks that maybe the uh, 
that his business will be hurt by this pronouncement that yoga yo, that uh, yoga is demonic. Of course, then there's another yoga instructor who thinks that somebody's uh, going to come in and shoot them because of all that. Because apparently there was a shooting at a at a yoga studio in Florida, which is really just weird to me. Uh. This apparently was a was a substitute teacher who was a yoga substitute teacher, uh, and and at a, at a school, but wasn't a substitute yoga teacher. So this guy who was a weird dude anyway, actually went into a yoga studio and shot two people, killed two people. And a bunch of others, and uh, they didn't really. He didn't exactly know why, know why. They like they like they like he didn't go in and say that yoga was demonic or anything. But these people are worried that uh, that they, this pronouncement will put them in danger. So they said that the guys, that the message was uh, was. Uh, ignorant and divisive so he he delivered this paranormal themed sermon on Sunday it was right before Halloween and so uh, boy I, I it looks to me like I would be I would not be welcome at this uh, at this church because of my openness to some of the paranormal people that I know like Lacey Reinhardt and the hauntedstltours.com and Becky Noble who's a big fan of the show here is a Wiccan witch I like her I know I knew a lot of Wiccans I mean I'm Catholic but I'm not worried about any of those that stuff maybe I should be I don't know maybe Father Tom could weigh in on that so uh so he delivered this paranormal-themed sermon on Sunday, right before Halloween, and he warned against the spiritual dangers of fortune-telling, Wicca, which is the, the, the Wiccan community, and yoga. And uh, he said, well, you know, I understand that you're kind of uh, maybe think it's weird for me to, to compare yoga to paranormal activity, but the fact of the matter is, to me, uh, it's a, it's an indication of how far our society has drifted into a post-Christian culture. Earlier, it would have been a given that yoga was inherently a form of Eastern mysticism that Christians should absolutely avoid, but that is no longer the case. And he's like, uh, yoga's everywhere now. <laughs> Pointing to the YMCA's class schedule as, as an example. So the YMCA has a yoga class there. The young men's Christian Association has a yoga class, which which this pastor uh, does not like. So then he addressed the yoga poses, 
And, and see, I never even I, – and I understand there's an element of this in terms of its practice that was uh, an element of this that actually is based, obviously steeped in some degree, of uh, the, the Hindu religion and everything else, and the positions are somehow p- part of that. But I've, I, uh, I actually have been in – hey, Suzanne, if you ordered some CBD oil, I hope you ordered it from uh, Nutrition HQ. Did you? Because Ricky Hall's coming in, I want to be able to tell him you ordered it from NHQ.rocks because he's got the he's got the best CBD oil you're going to find anywhere. So I hope you did. And if you didn't, don't say anything. Don't tell Ricky you didn't. I just want to make sure you guys, if you want to get CBD oil, which I'm taking now, which I'm not quite sure what, what that pastor would think about this. It's not weed. There's no THC in it. Okay, uh, but the. Uh, if you did order it, order it at nhq.rocks because Ricky has a ton of it. And I, I've actually been uh, appreciating it. Anyway, so so the fact that it actually is now at the YMCA is really disturbing to this pastor. And uh, there's an there's a, there's a India's Ministry of External Affairs. And uh, the, uh, the pastor says that the sun salutation, which is a sequence of positions in yoga, is meant to worship the Hindu sun god. Then he talked about meditation. And he said uh, to clear people's minds. And and the chanting when you meditate incorporates some names of Hindu gods, everything else. I I never, I actually never even considered the, uh, I never even considered that that was a, a thing. And I, I, in doing yoga, I just thought it was just good for you. And I liked it. What's the, what's the brand that Ricky Hall sells? It's called CBD Gold. Ricky was telling me, and Suzanne, be be concerned about this. Ricky was telling me that uh, that some CBD oils. I think there was, uh, and he'll he'll talk more about this when he's in. Some CDB oils, uh, the uh, they they have no CBD oil in them. It's just like it's a totally totally fake. So. Uh, that's what this is all about. And and so this one though has actually the oil the oil present. I'm gonna let Ricky tell you about it. He's gonna be in at uh, at just about eight o'clock. In the meanwhile, did you see the uh the uh I, I and and it makes me really like Guy Fieri because a while ago I kinda got annoyed with the uh these food shows, you know, these uh traveling food shows, the reality shows. After a while they kind of like got okay, I get it. You know, what's his face? That one guy going over to like uh, Molly and eating, you know, chocolate covered beetles and having a glass of wine. Who's that guy? The guy who killed himself. Forgot his name. Anthony Bourdain. So remember Anthony Bourdain? Now, that, that, some of that was actually very interesting, some of what Anthony Bourdain did. But one of the things that I, 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 I kind of like for a while there, the Guy Fieri celebrity chef. And and TV show was was uh, all the rage, and, uh, and and but after a while, I kind of like you know the the diners dive drive ins and dives, uh, and I I kind of got like I, I didn't want to always get in the uh, I I watched the shows and it was like okay I think I've had enough of watching like you know 
hamburger pieces in Guy Fieri's beard. It just kind of got in his in his goatee. It just kind of got like a little bit. Okay, dude, I don't want to see mayonnaise dripping off your chin anymore. I think I get it here. So it, it, it kind of just it just kind of became sick. I don't like to watch people eat on TV. And so it's a little bit, and I don't know whether that's just a hang up of mine or what it is, but um, watching people eat on TV, and you know, it's like like when we do the, like for instance, you do if you if you've ever watched the uh, cooking shows, like people come in and cook on like the morning shows or the afternoon shows, you know, and oh, what do you what do you got here? And they're making stuff, and then they're they're uh, they're uh, eating it. On TV, it's like that's the worst, and, and it's even worse on radio. I mean, I've I've done it before. Where I've had people in, but there's nothing that will kill a radio show faster than when you have somebody in from a restaurant and everybody on the air is like tasting the pasta that was brought in. It's like ugh, when I hear you eat. I'm, it's bad enough. But sometimes I'm really worried about like you hearing me drink out of a out of a uh, cup, like my coffee, because I, I think I, I don't want to disgust you in either in, in any way. Anyway, but to Guy Fieri's credit, he's out there feeding these uh, first responders who are responding to the fire. So he made a surprise visit to the law enforcement staging area in uh, Butte College over the weekend, and so he just fed on his own. Uh, with some help, obviously, with uh, with the with the uh, first responders, he fed them all because uh, they were tired. Obviously, they were hungry, and uh, they were you know in a in a uh, in need of of food. And there's Guy Fieri helping them out. So he set up a tent and uh, everything else, and it was called Camp Chef. And boy, that wildfire thing over there. In California, there, you realize there are upwards of 200-plus people missing now as a result of those wildfires. A- and it has been really, uh, really crazy. A lot of people who haven't been identified, and uh, it's just been, you know, uh, hell to pay for a lot of people. And some of these people were uh, were killed because they were in these traffic jams trying to get the hell out, trying to run away from the fires. And so they'd be in these traffic jams, and and suddenly the, the, the flames would come roaring at them. I mean, I, I can't imagine the kind of hell that that is over there. And, 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 and people are going, yeah, that's just Malibu, whatever. No, it, really, it's not. It's... it's, um, it's uh, it's it's a lot of just you know there are a lot of still middle class neighborhoods. I mean, I was I was there last October, uh, and I was up in uh, a place called Ojai, California, which is right above Malibu, and I was there for my uh, nephew's wedding, and it was uh, beautiful, a beautiful area up there, and right above right above Malibu. Uh, there, Southern California, and Pepperdine, you know, dr- drove past Pepperdine to get up to Ojai, California. Once we landed in L.A., uh, took the uh, took the uh, rental car and drove up the Pacific Coast Highway and drove up to Ojai, California. And Malibu, by the way, and that ocean, it's just, it's just is absolutely a beautiful area. And it's kind of old. 
uh, a lot of old school buildings up there and, and, and old school neighborhoods and, and, and a lot of middle class people in that whole area up there. And Ojai, California is a, a, a beautiful place. It's a small town and it's got normal, average, everyday people. It's kind of like if you went into, you know, Webster Groves or it kind of reminded me a little bit of, of that small town flavor, you know. And we were up at a ranch and my, my nephew got married at a ranch uh, up there in Ojai, California. And, uh, and, and it was the one place I really did not, um, I, I really was so amazed. I've never been to a place where you had, uh, not only beautiful hot sun and you had uh, the ocean, but then you also had palm trees and mountains and ranches and horses. And, you know, it's kind of like weird to see palm trees and cactuses all in the same place. It was like, wow, this is really amazing and uh so left ojai and it wasn't but a about a maybe a month later almost to the almost to the year almost to the month that these fires are now that the fire ripped through that area there and and the the barn that was used as a place where people were you know getting dressed and and they they that they came out of uh at their wedding burned to the ground. It was one of those, that whole farm there, that whole area up there uh, burned. And so that's no longer even there anymore. And, and, you know, when President Trump tweeted that this is about bad forest management, he wasn't too far off. There's, there's something wrong when you have uncontrollable situations they had they had two of these last year because i remember when i was flying into los angeles we saw some of the fires from the sky before they even wound up making their way towards the place where we actually wound up going and then and then hitting it well after we left but there were two of this uh, uh of these things and 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 that was last year, and now there are two here. And so after a while, you have to try to figure out, okay, so it's not like these people are encroaching on on normal, average, everyday land. I mean, it's not like they're building in places they shouldn't be building. These communities have been there a long time. It's not like they suddenly uh, tore down a few trees and moved into a forest. It's not like, like for instance, when people go in and they and they uh, they they live in a floodplain. Like you all know that when we had the flood of '93 and and we've had flooding since then before, the people who live in these areas live in land that actually belongs to the river, and and, and so the river ultimately is going to take it back. It's going to, the, the river is going to uh, come and reclaim its land, sure as hell, every once in a while, and it does. So people sometimes will move back into, uh, into the floodplain, and you're like, dudes, why are you, why are you doing that? Uh, because you're just going to get flooded out again. That's why we kind of had that issue in Chesterfield uh, when uh, – when when we uh, when when they rebuilt the whole Chesterfield Valley, uh, that's still kind of a, 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 a 
flooding area, except now they have a they've built up the levee and all that kind of stuff. And so the chances of it being flooded out again are probably minimal. But nonetheless, I mean, it's it's a it's it's but it, but it's but in California, it's different. These people just didn't move into a forest. The forests have been around there. And, and 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 people have coexisted with these forests for for decades, and now suddenly we're seeing every year fires that are killing people and destroying property. And this time, there might, when it's all said and done, there might be upwards of three hundred people who have died as a result of this fire in California. It's a lot of people, and and, and if. 300 people died in a plane crash or 300 people died in in a shooting or whatever it would be huge news and these fires are are big news but I think we're just kind of like oh oh there's another fire in California and and there and our our fellow citizens are are dying by the scores there and so at some point we have to double back and say all right um What's going on here and why? And why is it why isn't something being done to avoid the possibility that a small fire may start or there might be as a result of a drought, a lightning strike or whatever? And then uh why is it that we can't control this area here and 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 get this under control? And again, and 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 it's and it's about management. And so when President Trump tweeted that out, they acted like uh like th- that he was attacking the firefighters which is which is way not the case in fact he's done nothing but laud the firefighters for their actions there in California and done nothing but 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 uh praise them and and what they've done and so uh in my opinion at some point something must be done to figure out how not to have so many people who are winding up just being absolutely just wiped out by these fires. We actually they they're just estimating that 200 people are missing. There could be upwards of 500 people who wound up uh, wind up uh, being killed by these fires, and so that's something that you need to kind of uh, look at and figure out because it's 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 pretty serious business. All right, so uh, Ricky Hall's on the way in, uh, Sonny Wilson. Uh, at 8.30, I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to call him on the phone because uh, I got to tell you, this is great news for the state of Missouri and for the Republican Party. And it's great that Sonny Wilson has been nominated by the governor to be the head of the GOP here in Missouri. And you guys can say you knew Sonny Wilson when, right? Because Sonny's been on the show quite a bit and has been uh, around the block and uh, – and and, uh, and and it was uh, and and it's good to see somebody in uh, the uh, somebody in the grassroots take a power position in the state party. That's really a a, a great uh, a great thing. And uh, and so it, we're going to talk to him at eight thirty. And that was a, that was a, a pretty big deal that uh, he informed me about last night. He texted me and said, hey, by the way, the governor's nominated me to be head of the state GOP. And I'm like, that is outstanding. And it's a pretty big development considering that the state GOP was the one causing quite a bit of controversy 
during the Senate primary when they decided that they were going to uh, back Josh Hawley and kind of forget about some of the other guys. And it seemingly was before the primary was over, not a, a, a move that was appreciated by many Republicans who supported other candidates. Josh Hawley wound up being a good enough candidate to beat Claire McCaskill, and we'll see how he is in the U.S. Senate. But the reality is when it, when it was highly unusual for the state party to just suddenly decide they're going to back a candidate before they really even uh, – before the primary was over, and it seemed to undermine a lot of the people in the grassroots who had other ideas uh, beyond Josh Hawley. Obviously, Josh Hawley wound up being a good candidate, and we get it. Uh, but, uh, but nonetheless, it wasn't really a move that made a lot of people happy. In fact, Sonny Wilson, at that point, uh, got out of that business uh, altogether in protest. He said, I'm not doing this anymore. This is not a good system here. I think it was a, an advisory board. I, I don't – sometimes I don't understand what the, what, what the whole operation is. But nonetheless, this, this, the state party was in the midst of a great deal of controversy over this decision they made. And so the fact that they have gone back and the governor uh, – and this is – and Governor Parson, this uh, really shows that he's – a serious player, a good man, even though I'm still upset about the fact that they ran Greitens out of town. I, I really am not happy about that and never will be. Uh, but I'm, I'm more actually angry at the Republicans who, unfortunately, some of them are still there, uh, but some of them are, were term limited and they were just out for other jobs and sucking up to people for jobs post uh, post office, and so they wound up. Uh, they wound up in a situation where you know uh, where there is a good possibility uh, that you know we were going to be unhappy with them throughout. So the fact that they actually have come through, and Parson has named somebody from the grassroots to be head of the state GOP is a uh, pretty good. Good move. I'm also hearing through the grapevine this morning that Eric Schmidt may, in fact, this morning be appointed if he hasn't already been. So keep an eye on that news that Eric Schmidt might be appointed uh, attorney general to fill the spot of uh, Josh Hawley. So that's good news for Eric Schmidt, who is a super good guy, uh, was a state senator and then uh, treasurer. Uh, a Missouri state treasurer. So the fact that he's going to actually be appointed as attorney general is pretty darn good news and might actually even position Eric Schmidt to be running for governor in 2020 if Governor Parson decides he's not going to do it. And there's a, and I'm not trying to say Governor Parson should not do it. I'm just saying that, that uh, the governor tends to enjoy being on his farm quite a bit, and I'm not quite sure he expected to be uh, governor of the state of Missouri. He's a good guy, and, and I don't want to take any, any of that away from him. What? I got the story wrong? Oh, how did I get the story wrong? I thought I thought the uh, – Ben, tell me whether, how I got the story wrong, please, buddy. Thank you. Um, here, let me just see here. 
Oh, okay. All right. No. All right, Ben. Thank you. It was it was Renee Artman who recommended him to the governor. So I I don't know. I I I, I thought that uh, that uh, that the that the story was from Sonny that the governor. Uh, uh, let me see here. Let me see what he said to me. I'm sorry. I get the story wrong. It was I was told. Um, uh, I was nominated the governor to oh to the governor for the Missouri GOP state chairman to replace Todd Graves. Okay, so Renee is the one who put his name up. I I said earlier that he was nominated by the governor uh, to uh, be on the state uh, to head the state GOP. So I, I I definitely did get the story wrong. Thank you, Ben, for clarifying that for me. Anyway, uh, so he's being recommended uh, to. Uh, to be the GOP chair by Renee Artman, who uh, is with America First Missouri, and Ben is just clarifying that he wasn't recommended by the governor. So I'm speaking too soon in terms of the governor's role in this. So now our goal is then to uh, is then to make sure that we, uh, you know, if you guys would just talk to me, it'd be, it'd be great. That's all. Uh, so now uh, the. Uh, the pressure should be on the governor uh, to to appoint Sonny Wilson to be the GOP chair. That's what we need to do now. Is is this needs to be our consolation prize? Now, again, I'm glad that I'm glad that Josh Hawley won the won the Senate race. I, I mean, and I voted for him, so I, I'm I'm glad that he won uh, the Senate race, uh, but. I, 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 uh, but there are a lot of people who aren't real happy with how the state GOP handled things, and, and they're and they're not real happy about it. And there are still a lot of people in the grassroots who remember what was done to them. The people who supported other candidates remember what was done to them, and so uh, the the reality here is that is that uh, is that there needs to be some kind of Payback or some kind, and, and and we're not whining about it, but there just needs to be some kind of uh, make good with the grassroots of Missouri. That's all I'm saying. And so, to me, it would be a, a, a very important gesture to go ahead and and put uh, the uh, Sonny make him the the head of the Missouri State GOP, and that would. That would make things. That would smooth things over. I think. Uh, we'll we'll see, because a couple of things that we didn't like about the state GOP are also in existence here, and that is the basic lack of support, as uh, as uh, you all are pointing out, for Sandra, as Sonny pointed out, and the uh, support for Amendment One, which was the which was the clean Missouri proposal which uh the, the in my opinion the Missouri state party had no business supporting especially because of the fact that it's it's going to be turning the, especially now with a, in my opinion with a democrat auditor it's going to, going to be creating the possibility that democrats are going to have more strength in Missouri not less once they get to redistricting everything else and so the state party had no business supporting this damn amendment and they did anyway. So some things have to change, and hopefully things will change. And so right now then, and I guess, Ben, what you're saying too, Ben Murphy, with uh, America vs. Missouri, 
you're saying that now the campaign must begin to uh, to support uh, support Sonny Wilson for the job to head up the state GOP, especially after Renee, who is not only with America First Missouri, uh, she's also chairman of the St. Louis County Central Committee, so she's kind of a kind of a big deal, and she's also a solid, hardworking member of the grassroots, which is great that we have a chairman of the St. Louis County Central Committee who is a member of the grassroots. So we were at America First Missouri headquarters on Tuesday, and I had a conversation with a couple of people. I don't think uh, Annette Reed would would be bothered by me uh, saying this, uh, but but she said, you know, I, I love the fact that Josh is – been elected, and we're glad about this victory, but we still kind of have a bad taste in our mouth over what the state party did to us uh, in in this primary and, and did to our candidates. And again, glad Josh Hawley won, but there are some people who are working hard for other candidates, and I don't know whether they would have been able to beat Claire McCaskill. I, I have no idea. I think Claire, it looks to me like Claire McCaskill would have lost to anybody. But uh, and I don't, I don't think that, to tell you the truth, I think that as long as they had the support of President Trump, uh, that person would have won the U.S. Senate seat. That's just my belief. Uh, and, and I'm not trying to downgrade Josh Hawley. I'm not trying to put him down or reduce the effectiveness of his candidacy or anything like that. But I will tell you that it's my personal opinion that uh, – that that Hawley won in large part because he had the support of President Trump. And I think everybody that President Trump touched turned to gold. And so had it been Tony Minetti, had it been Cortland Sykes, had it been Peter Pfeiffer, you know, had it been, uh, you know, anybody else, they would have beaten Claire McCaskill. Austin Peterson, uh, Nichols, anybody, if they had the support of President Trump, I think they would have beaten Claire McCaskill. I'm just saying. So, again, you Josh Hawley fans out there, I'm not trying to put you down. I'm not trying to denigrate Josh Hawley's, uh, uh, you know, swagger. I'm not trying to try, not, not trying to downgrade him or do anything like that. I'm just telling you that I believe Anybody with the support of President Trump, it's clear by the numbers, would have uh, would have won that election. And, and by the way, the numbers seem to be almost completely in line with the uh, with the numbers by which President Trump defeated Claire McCaskill in 2016. It's not really far off. So, so this idea that uh, that the the people who are upset about how the state party acted, the idea that the refutation of that is, well, Josh Hawley was the best candidate. I don't believe that that has been determined that he was the best candidate. I mean, I'm just saying, again, I'm not trying to put him down. I voted for him, blah, blah. I'm just saying that it, you can't use that as your excuse as to why the state GOP did what it did in taking him and then undermining the other people who were running. But, but I, don't believe that, I don't believe the defense is 
that Josh Hawley was the best candidate. I don't believe that has been adjudicated. I don't believe that has been concluded with any firmness that he was the best candidate. So anyway, those of us in the grassroots, people like Renee, people like Ben, people like Annette, uh, you know, Diane Neff, Sonny Wilson, those individuals who did go ahead and put their umph behind Josh Hawley. But I do believe that that they were undercut in this Senate election in the primary. And I believe that it would be only fitting then to have a guy like Sonny Wilson from the grassroots become the chairman of the of the state GOP who can be ecumenical and can be you know, serve everybody, including the kind of the, the the state GOP establishment as well as the grassroots. That's all I'm saying. And thank you, Annette. I'm glad I didn't didn't uh, speak out of school there. But but there 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 are people who are still a little upset about all that. So uh, and Ben Murphy, thank you so much for clarifying the route this has taken. Uh, the, the reality is that that uh, that that Sonny Wilson, his name was put before the governor by Renee Artman, who was chairman of the St. Louis County Republican Central Committee. And so that's how it worked. I had initially misstated it and said that the governor nominated Sonny Wilson and and probably gave the governor uh, credit before credit was due. So now our task is then to, uh, to go and then campaign actively for Sonny Wilson, who's going to be on the show with me at uh, just about 8.30. And also coming in will be, uh, will be my friend Ricky Hall from Nutrition HQ. I want to just settle one thing real quickly. I got into this earlier and then didn't, uh, didn't finish what I was saying. So a lot of you are wondering about, um, about this, this situation with Fox News, okay? And it's kind of funny. So bear with me here. And then I'll bring Ricky Hall in because I think he just got here. I can feel the rush of cold air on my feet from the underneath the door. <laughs> and it's not a ghost. So anyway, so yesterday I got a note from somebody. Um, and what's up, buddy? I'll have you in one second. Doing that CBD oil I'm on fire this morning. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I... Uh, I, I and by the way, I'm really bad at this. This sometimes I think that uh, that I over like I overdo things. Like I get a new, I get something newfangled, and I'm like, oh, this is great, and I overdo it. I'm not going to overdo the CBD oil. I'm not going to overdo any of the things I do. You know, it says you do it twice a day. I'm not going to do it four times a day because I think it's going to be better. I'm kind of one of those people like, hey, the, the doctors say a glass of wine is great for you. A bottle must be awesome. You know what I'm saying? I still believe that actually, but. But I've learned my lesson with the with the vitamin D. You know, the, the sunny, oh, it's the sunny vitamin. Take a vitamin D every day, and it, it improves your mood. And, you know, when you don't have sunshine and blah, 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 and, 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 and it's perfect because it, last winter, or it was two winters ago, actually, because I hate this kind of weather. I, I hate the snow. I hate winter. Uh, and I, I just really can't. Like, the weather yesterday was my worst nightmare. But I don't complain about it because I mean there are worse problems in the world than than weather, so I don't I don't whine too much about it. But anyway, the uh, so I was taking this vitamin D. I thought, well, I'll just take I'll just instead of taking one a day, I'll like take twenty a day. That'll be better. 
I'm sure I'll be I'm sure I'll be fantastic. If if one is great, then uh, then 20 must be amazing. So I started taking these things and I didn't realize that uh that the vitamin D is not a water-soluble vitamin. It's a fat-soluble vitamin. So when you take vitamin D, it stores in your fat, it stores in your body. And so you, 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 can, you can get too much of it. Like vitamin B, like I eat vitamin B12 like it's going out of style, and, and I don't have to worry about it because that's a water-soluble vitamin. But vitamin D wasn't a water, it's a fat-soluble vitamin. So I'm like pounding this vitamin D. About two weeks after I start doing it, I'm like having these like heart, I think I'm having a heart attack. Like I'm having these heart palpitations and stuff. And I'm like going, I even went to a cardiologist I, and, and did like a stress test and everything to see whether or not I had some kind of like heart disease or something. I'm like, what is wrong with me? And they're like, no, nope, you don't, and nothing wrong. I'm like, okay. I can't breathe, but that's fine. I'm like, I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. So then uh, I'm at the studio one morning, and, I, and this piece of news comes across the uh, the the uh, Centrum or Ventrum or whatever the hell it's called, and uh, and it's about the vitamin D shots. And they and they said we've changed our recommendation for elderly people that they no longer need you know fifty. I use a month or 50,000 I use a month. It's a, every other two. I, I don't know what it was. All I know is it is that I read the story and it was like these people who got a shot of 50,000 I use or something to last them for three months or whatever it is. Um, and I'm like, I like, I think I take 50,000 a day. I'm like, I think I, and I looked at, then I looked at the bottle of the vitamin D and looked at what each thing is, and I realized I'm like taking 50,000 units or whatever it is a day of vitamin D. I was literally uh, slowly killing myself taking vitamin D. <laughs> so I stopped. Anyway, real quickly. So uh, this thing about the, the contributorship at Fox News. Well, I learned yesterday there's a little bit of a thing going on. Uh, yesterday I get somebody texting me that uh, – yeah, Susan Suzanne says it's five thousand a day for her. Yeah, I was I was doing like fifty thousand a day. So anyway, yesterday I got a text from from a friend who said, "Oh, Glover's doing Kill Me Show." I'm like going, "Oh," and and I and I wasn't the slightest bit surprised because apparently what happened is I went up to New York and I saw Kill Me up in New York. And I talked about the possibility of this Fox contributorship, and I talked to the folks up there about it, and 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 being a Fox News contributor. Apparently, the powers that be at Entercom and ninety seven one went ape over that idea, because Kilmeade's on, uh, Kilmeade is on ninety seven one at nine, as you know, right, and so. He's he's and and, and ninety seven one is a Fox News affiliate, and so the the fact when I went up there, I probably shouldn't have said anything. Is what I probably shouldn't have said anything, but the fact is I went up there, and uh, and then advertised 
the fact that that's what I was doing up there with Killmead and and I was and I was also and I stepped stopped in on his show and did the whole Facebook live with him and you know did all that kind of, but but you know what I even promoted his appearance coming to St. Louis by the way like it was I was like helping them out so I uh so it turns out that that apparently pissed off everybody at Entercom in 97.1 that I was hanging out with Killmead, who's on their station. And, and then the idea that I would become a Fox News contributor was pissing them off also. And so you know Entercom is a big company, and, and, and they own radio stations all over. They're, they're probably one of the mo- top five most powerful media companies in the in the country, and in fact, they even have uh, they all even syndicate some of the shows. So you realize that they kind of buy Kill Meat show and put it on the air, and so Entercom has a lot of sway with Fox News and other people, uh, and, and is a powerful media conglomerate. And they basically have been actively uh, campaigning against me being a Fox News contributor. They don't want me to be on the air. Now, of course, my non-competes are all gone, but that's not the reason they were opposing it. They just don't want me to have another leg up in competing with them now. So apparently that, and so apparently so Glover goes on, so Kilmeade, they're pissed at Kilmeade for hanging out with me and going nuts and everything else. And so Kilmeade throws him a bone and has Glover do the show yesterday. Crazy, crazy world, isn't it? It is. All right. You know what? Let's bring in Ricky Hall here. Let me let me get something going here. Okay. Ready? Uh, let's see. I'm gonna get something, some good music, because I think Ricky likes uh, Ricky likes some some uh, ocean music. Because you're always down in at the ocean. I never turn around. You're down this far from there in Mexico or something. Yeah. What's up, brother? Ricky Hall, everybody. Woo! Morning. NHQ.rock Nutrition HQ is where it's at. And so very happy to have Ricky Hall and Jenna and Nutrition HQ back with the Almond Radio brand. And Ricky actually was one of the first guys to actually, after the whole thing happened, contact me and say, What's up, man? Sorry. Any way we can help is great. Blah, blah, blah. And so uh, I really appreciate that because Ricky's been a longtime friend of mine and a longtime friend of the Almond Show, obviously, and uh, had advertised with me on 97.1 uh, and now is back. Uh, and actually, uh, Jenna, who is also the co-owner but also is a, uh, an accountant, well, that's down the line, but Jenna's helping me with the whole Radio Free Almond business because I had to start a new business and all this kind of stuff, and I don't know what the hell I'm doing, so... Jenna's going to help me with that a little bit. That's why they're there. You, we do what we want and let them figure it out. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ricky Hall, welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. Uh, great to see you. And I, so I, I went and got my, uh, on Friday to see you. Mm-hmm. And of course, you go to Nutrition HQ and it is like a uh, candy store of health. All right? Without the sugar. And so you go in there, and Ricky's got all kinds of great products, including uh, Stand the F Up, which I put on the Facebook page a while back, as you all recall. Uh, Stand the F Up, which was the, uh, which was the pre-workout. 
Right. But it's a direct response to Colin Kaepernick, right? Correct. Yes. And, and of course, Ricky happens to be a veteran, uh, Navy, right? Air Force. Air, I'm sorry, Air Force. Air Force veteran. And so uh, Nutrition HQ is veteran owned, NHQ.rocks. And so, but, but every time I go in there, Ricky's wandering around, so showing me this. Show, look, I just got this in. This is the uh, new protein that has uh, pieces of Snickers in it. And, and a lot of you, I mentioned this before when I mentioned this on the air, like, Snickers, how is that healthy? Tell us why Snickers is in this protein you're selling, buddy. So what Billy did, and this is a local company that we carry, um, is made right here in Belleville. But he instead of like putting regular sugar or anything in it like that, he literally freezes Snickers bars and crushes them up and then adds just a little bit. There's not a whole lot in it, but just enough you get a taste and enough that the, it doesn't mess with your macros. Right. Proteins, carbs, and fat are still extremely accurate. More accurate than a lot of proteins that you're buying at a big box store, to be right. honest. Exactly. And, and I did mention, too, that people, you do need carbs. It's just a matter of kind of how you do the carbs. If all, if all you're doing is protein uh, and, and you're working out whatever, you, you do need carbohydrates because otherwise your body starts to eat whatever is left over. You do. It's all timing of the food. Um, it's like... You're not going to drive to the gas station and fill your car up and then park it for winter. And that's what carbs do. Carbs is your, your gas, your energy. So you eat them early in the day. That fuels your day and stuff like that. Then you wind them down later in the day. Right on. So I, I go in on Friday, and I, I pick up my replenishment of winoline and virilitat. Yes. All right? For, and for, this is for you guys out there. Uh, for women, it's what? Well, most of the, uh, women like our love our lady lean and our tone complex. It's two products that work really well together, similar to your one lean and Varilla Tat. Very simple programs, right? So the, the 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 ones with the lean in them are meta, metabolic boosters, basically. Correct. Yes, but not oh, make you all spazzed out. Just. Right. Loud energy metabolism enhancers. Well, and that's the thing I always love to mention about Nutrition HQ, and that is because uh, back in the old days. And, and it wasn't actually that long ago. All these supplements and things would, for whatever reason, you take them, and then your and and you your face would feel pin prickly, and you're just you know uh, shaky and, and, and yeah, it's just it, it, for, for whatever reason that was the old school uh, concoctions, and all the stuff you have has this kind of very natural feel to it. Uh, it doesn't change. Your speed at which you talk, right? No, it doesn't make no, your eyes water. No. You know, it's it's all very naturally compounded. Yes, but there's people that want that feeling. Yeah, oh, we yeah. can get you there. Oh yeah, but um, I actually worked with a lady yesterday. She was, I can't take anything that makes me feel spazzy, and I was like, and I put her on two products, non-stimulant to enhance weight loss and her metabolism, and I can't wait to check it once there in thirty days. Nice. Well, because yeah, there there are like pre workouts and also supplements that that'll get you kind of mm-hmm. that you want for the energy. But I'm just saying that if, if you're one of those folks who, who that's the reason why you didn't take supplements before, uh, Ricky has stuff that actually goes in whatever direction you want it to go. And that's the cool thing about going into Nutrition HQ, too, is you go in and you can tell them what your goal is, right? They, they could tell you. Some people go in and they, they actually want to gain muscle. Correct. Yep. And that's what I love about where we are now with Nutrition HQ versus the other two franchises I was part of. I was forced to sell certain products. And most people have had that experience. And what's nice with what we do is we're not married to one vendor anymore, and we find the best of the best. So you may come in, and we'll put you on a program, and then your good buddy uh, may come in and be like, hey, I want to do what Jamie's doing. And then as we talk to him, we find out, you know what? You can't do what Jamie's doing. This is a better fit for you. So then we plug that program into what 
their lifestyle is about. Yeah, I, I love that. And then you have also, you, you walk in and it looks like a scale, but it, but it really isn't. And I did it. Uh, and so you get on it. What does it do? It's going to tell us uh, your your weight, obviously. It tells us your body fat, your muscle mass, your hydration levels. We're going beyond the scale. We can actually see what's going on inside the body. So if, like the lady I worked with yesterday, we put her on. I put her on this program, and she comes to me in forty in uh, thirty days and says, "Ricky, I just I don't think it's working." I can put her back on the machine and be like, "Wait a minute, you've lost ten pounds of fat, but you've also put on ten pounds of muscle." Muscles, metabolism. Right, right. And it's nice. We'll know how much your right arm weighs, your left arm, your right leg, your left leg. We get, we know all the numbers of what's going on inside the body so that we can actually give you a more, um, I'm going to say critical, but ad- ad- uh, right. accurate uh, c- consulting approach. And that's a reason to go in. Obviously, you can do, you can order online, nhq.rocks. Uh, but they're at uh, Manchester and McKnight and Rock Hill. It's really easy. It's right near Orange Theory. And, and one of the things that I thought was interesting, too, is when you did the math on what was up with the, after, after I got on there, you actually said, you know, um, you can you, – you said you can – after doing whatever you were doing with the, with the numbers, you said that this shows that you can eat basically 1,600 calories a day or I think it was seven, whatever it was, 1,700 calories a day, and it won't change anything about you. That's like, 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 you know, you go, oh, God, I can't do this. Like, I could still, like, it said that I could basically eat this much, this many calories a day and not fear that I'm going to get fat, I guess, right? You can literally, it's your uh, basal metabolic rate. You can literally, it was said, Jamie, I can sit on the couch, eat 1,600 calories a day, and nothing will change. And then now we can adjust that up or down based on the workouts, their right. activity levels and stuff like that. But it just lets us get – we have a baseline. Yeah. And then, then, of course, also knowing all that doesn't mean that you should sit on the couch no. and eat 1,600 calories a day. Uh, but just, just as a kind of a baseline for what your nutritional uh, – also your tr- nutritional needs are. And keeping in mind, too, that, that sitting on the couch and if the 1,600 calories comes in the form of butter – Real butter that probably isn't good for your heart. So you, so, you know, we all know what right. to act. Yeah. Right. All right. So then, also on so on the way out, we also get into this discussion of the um, of the. Well, Anthony, you might eat way more than sixteen hundred calories a day, but you you might. But if you have done this whole thing, um, uh, and 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 if you go do this thing, it, it might be you you're you're eating. 2,400 calories a day, and, and Ricky might tell you, you can do that and not worry about any, anything. You can not work out whatever that day. So, right. All right, so on the way out then, uh, we get into discussion about this CBD oil. Correct. Now, I've heard of this because Dr. Naputi uses this as well uh, and, and has, has talked about this, but this, uh, this CBD gold, and I'm like, what is this? Because you're talking about the merits of it and what it does. Mm-hmm. You give me a whole list of it. Mm-hmm. So tell us about CBD oil, buddy. So obviously we're in a world of CBD oil craze. It's everywhere you turn, CBD gummies, things like that. This is one of my favorite vendors out of Florida. And he, he tours our stores about twice a year. And he said, you know, I'm going to get in the CBD oil. And it's so good for stress, anxiety, you know, anything just – ADD, ADHD. Um, we have people come up with their pets on it because they can't handle a thunderstorm. Somebody, somebody was on online here and talked about how they give it to their dog. Yeah, yep. Very, very. Yeah, if you have a dog that has anxiety um, or doesn't like thunderstorms, you can give it to your dog and it helps calm them down. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's and, cool. And you, when I was driving in, you were mentioning um, the accurate uh, um, CBD oil quality. And eight out of 12 companies, it was re- re- recently released on a TV show, eight out of 12 companies tested <laughs> that they didn't even have CBD oil in the bottle. That's so unbelievable. You, so people just are just get, like putting vegetable oil yeah, in there. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, so you got to really be careful. And every batch we get in from uh, my Warren, my vendor out of Florida, it comes with a certificate analysis. Yeah. So we know it's legit. And I also heard, and people were talking about how CBD oil not only helps with uh, pain, uh, but it would also also helps with digestive issues mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it has some anti-inflammatory properties. I mean, it's just very beneficial. There's a there's a lot of we don't haven't even scratched the surface yet of what it's going to be like because it, once something gets out like this and people start really getting behind it and then start putting more studies in it and try to figure out a way why it's good instead of why it's bad. Right. We right. find out the the better part of it. Yeah. Now I, I did uh, when I do take it when I do take it. It, it 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 does. Um, it smells like weed, <laughs> and actually, it tastes like weed too. But but there's no THC in it. Nope. So uh, I, this morning, when I was talking about it earlier <laughs> this morning, people are all you know t- t- trying to make it out like I was getting high and all this stuff. Was Not like, even close. <laughs> but it smells like weed. But but it really so uh, so it's it's new. And you know it's it's a little pricey. But it seems like it's it's a good investment. It is, and it goes a long way. I, um, that bottle will last you a couple months, probably. Yeah, yeah right. Easily, and um, some people just use it on not every day. You know, yeah. just like my son uses it, and he runs his own business. And he goes, "Man, Dad, I got a bottle, and I tried it." And he goes, "Man, when I'm really stressed, I just and it just knocks the edge off." And he goes, "I have a, you know, I just calm down." That's interesting. I, I I think it's great. So I'm I'm really I'm really into it. I just started it on Friday, and uh, so I, I I guess I. I, I guess I have to just I I, I got to figure out how it's affecting me, you know. But, Absolutely. But 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 so far so good. You right. know, I feel good. You know. Well, and that's the thing too. A lot of times people are like, "Well, I didn't get anything out." I was like, "Well, then stop for thirty days." And usually in thirty days, like you know, maybe I was getting a little bit out of that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and man, I I love uh, going in. And, and and the thing is, you guys, uh, I, I encourage you to actually go into the into Nutrition HQ, into the actual brick and mortar building. Uh, because yeah, Ricky hires top-notch people uh, to, to work there as well. And so these people are all uh, nutritionists themselves. They all basically know everything they, you need mm-hmm. to know about what, what's, what's going to be good for you, what's not going to work for you, uh, depending on what your needs are. They might even look at you and say, you probably need this as opposed to this, and so on down the line. And then also you have food there. We do, yes. We get fresh um, food in every week from Fit For Me, which is made fresh here in St. Louis. So we have healthy meals there. We are getting ready to relaunch our real good foods, which is protein pizzas that you've talked about. Yeah, yeah. Protein enchiladas, protein chicken poppers, and protein jalapeno poppers. <laughs> and, of course, we have the muscle egg. Right. And so before the and, – and so the, the, the reality, though, is, is when we talked earlier about uh, the protein pizzas, pizzas and the protein burritos, the actual uh, – the the crust is made out of chicken, chicken isolate. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't know it though. No, you wouldn't know. No, it. it's, no. it's it's like a, it's like it's crust. And we're also bringing in the ones that are made with cauliflower crust because some people just oh, can't right. wrap their head around eating. I know pizza crust made of chicken. I know so it's all okay. good. But it's, but 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 they'll eat cauliflower mashed potatoes on right. down the line. And I have to tell you, that's they're actually pretty good. Uh, 
But dude, I can't I can't thank you enough for your support of the show oh, and for Radio Free Allman. And uh, I understand some of you folks. Uh, Ricky was telling me on Friday that uh, some of you folks he's already seen you popping up on the uh, on the website nhq.rocks. But if you do go in, let them know that uh, that 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 I sent you there. And so give him a shout out and also thank him for uh, his support. Uh, he and Jenna's support of Radio Free Allman. So it's uh, fantastic. I love it. All right, brother. It's all good stuff. Good to see you, man. My pleasure. And thank you for this, too. I, I, can't, um, I can't tell. Like, I'm doing the, what am I doing, 500 milligrams? There, there are different versions. You can do, like, a more mm-hmm. powerful mm-hmm. supplement if you want to. But I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing the, the, the smaller thing just to start we off with. We start people out on the low end. Yeah, and right. then we'll figure it out from there. Okay, man. Thanks a ton. My pleasure. Yeah, that's Ricky again. Hall, nhq.rocks on the web. And also, folks, don't forget, too, uh, right there at uh, McKnight, Manchester, in beautiful Rock Hill, Nutrition HQ, folks, nhq.rocks. Thank you, Anthony. He just put it up there on the Facebook page. Fantastic. All right, brother. Thanks a ton, man. Thanks, Jamie. It's Ricky Hall, Air Force veteran, small businessman, supporter of Radio Free Allman, as, uh, as a lot of you are. All of you are, it seems. We are live in the Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing Studios. DDTruckUSA.com is where you're going to find that for all of your fleet needs. You might even have one truck, but you need something added to it. Doesn't matter what it is. They'll go ahead and make it, make it happen for you. That's Rick Pogue and Jerry and the rest of the gang out there. They're lovely guys and uh, also do Arrowhead Building Supply. So that's how I know them with ArrowheadBuildingSupply.com. Thank you also to Matthew Mitchell and the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency, 855-QUOTE-ME. That's 855-QUOTE-ME. Low premiums and low deductibles all at the same time. My buddy Michael Proctor is going to be coming in later on in the week. We'll talk to you about window fashion. Seven days a week he's available to you, people. Best value you're going to find. His main competitors are the real ritzy people out there who do window fashion. Not Home Depot or anything. It's, it's the, the ritzy people. And there's no way they can compete with his value, his pricing, his reliability, his convenience, seven days a week. And his eye, he's a, he's a interior designer. Some of these places are like going, well, you have to, here's your, you, they, they refer you to a, they refer you to an interior designer. It's like, you guys aren't interior? No, we just sell them. It's like, well, that's a waste, paying an extra money for that. Let me get, uh, yes, uh, Manchester McKnight, Jenna, uh, 9430 Manchester. Stores at 9430 Manchester. I gave you, I, gave, I said Manchester, McKnight, and Rock Hill, but uh, to give you the exact address, thank you, Jenna. 9430 Manchester Road. Thank you, Jenna. Can't wait for you to, uh, to, to help me with all my stuff because Jenna is, uh, Ricky and Jenna, they're a team. Married, you know. And, uh, Jenna is, uh, an accountant and uh, you know I'm starting this business so Radio Free Allman and Allman Arts are all part of uh, you know company 
uh, and I had to start these, this business. I've had Almond Arts for a while, but Radio Free Almond is the brand new business, and so uh, I don't really know what I'm doing. So Jenna's going to help me go on through that. So thank you, Jenna, dear. Let me give uh, Sonny Wilson a call here real quickly. <laughs> All right. They're not going to cut me off for this. This is live. This is, uh, this is Zach Brown. Zach Brown's coming to town. You know, I love Zach Brown. I love the Zach Brown band. And I'm going to go see him. I think they're going to be at the um, at River. Where are they going to be? They're going to be somewhere. And uh, Zach Brown's kind of becoming a little like Dave Matthews in that they, they, uh, they come here like every year and they become kind of a staple. Give uh, Sonny Wilson a call here. Back to my wife in Tennessee. Little old uh, song called The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. You get a band that song too? Oh. One, two, nine. The band originally sang the song. Great version of this song they did, man. Damn. You ought to, you ought to check that out. Didn't he just, didn't... Uh, was it Levon Helm? No. Did he just pass away? Yeah, man. You can check out the band's version of this, but this is a great song. Zach Brown band. I got to find out when he's coming, but uh, I'm going to go see him. I took Aiden to go see him when, when Aiden was all of like three years old, I think. Took Aiden to go see him. Let's get Sonny on the line, shall we? Hello. Hello, Sonny Wilson. Hey. What's up, brother? Yes, sir. Hey. Hey. Good. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) I kind of, uh, I butchered the crap out of this story earlier because I I guess I got confused about uh, what was going down. And and so earlier I had said that the governor was the one who nominated you to head the state GOP and actually, it was Renee, so your name is actually in front of the governor now. And so, Sonny, would you say, it is accurate, at least, I'll get this right, that uh, that now the campaign begins. Like, we need to contact people and make sure that Sonny Wilson becomes the uh, head of the state GOP, correct? Right, right. So we're contacting all the state committee um, individuals to you know, have petition to them, lobby to them to have, you know, to appoint me to uh, replace Todd Gray's spot. Because there are probably a number of names that are going to be put forth. Uh, and, and, and I said earlier that again, uh, people, uh, there's, there was, there was a bad taste left in the mouth of many members of the grassroots community uh, and grassroots Republicans after what the state GOP did during the primary, and that was just suddenly turned to backing Josh Hawley, uh, which was unusual, and 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 setting aside a rule and, and that normally they normally follow, and then going ahead and supporting rule, rule eleven, rule eleven, and, and that's that's what caused right. you to say, "I'm out of here," right? Right. You know that's that's why I left. That's why I resigned uh, because of that. Because 
you know, what we were supposed to do is we were supposed to treat all the candidates fairly and evenly. That's, that's the GOP, you know, um, what, where, what we're supposed to be about is to give everybody a fair chance, let the people decide. And they took that away from the people of Missouri. And that's why I resigned because I could no longer be a part of that because, um, of course, I had individuals in each of those races that I may have liked or I voted for, but I had to treat all of them fairly because that's 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 what our party's about. You know, usually we hear these you know tactics from the Dems, um, but we were doing the same thing as they do. We allowed our leadership of the GOP um, to undermine our state elections, and that that's why I resigned. That's why we need new leadership. We need a clean house. And given all that. Uh, even with all that, though, you and the rest of the people in the grassroots, even after – and I'll, I'll use the word betrayed. You guys don't have to. But even after basically uh, being betrayed in some part by the, uh, by the, state, commit, the state party, uh, you still stepped up. You still worked hard. You, you pulled out all the stops to support Josh Hawley. Uh, and, and, right. and actually, even, even as the state GOP ignored another one of your candidates, Sandra McDowell, uh, and, I, and, I, and I think that that, that that lack of support, in my opinion, and, and I think you, you share it, uh, that lack of support mm-hmm. uh, did not uh, – maybe might have caused her to lose that election when otherwise she should have been riding right on Josh Hawley's coattails. Exactly. The lead that Josh had over McCaskill, you know, it should have poured over to Sandra, but it didn't because the GOP didn't help her. And, you know, that's once again, I seen this and what did I do? I stepped in. Um, I helped raise money for Sandra. We got some uh, billboards for her for, for the race. We did numerous things for her. Even when I was with the state party, I even knocked doors with her to help her get her, her name out there. So, but th- this this leadership just dropped the ball. They put all their eggs in one basket. It was just Josh Holly, nothing else. They, we allowed right to work in the primary. And then we had amendment one clean Missouri that, that passed. And then we lost Sandra's race. And this is going to affect the whole political arena for, for 10 to 20 years. And it, that's why we need new leadership. We do. Um, also, one of the other individuals that was put into the hat of suggestion uh, for Rick Bozar's position, uh, Deputy Director, is Paul Kurtman, which I've been saying ever since the primary, I think Paul would be a great individual for that position. And, you know, that's an individual I could work, you know, side by side with, uh, traveling across Missouri, working with these state committees, working with these candidates, and actually getting the grassroots message across to um actually being the voice well and 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 again this wouldn't be like a a a rebel state gop because what you guys would do is you already have the establishment needs covered as far as i'm concerned you already have uh that part of it down i think what we're missing in this state Mm -hmm. is an acknowledgement of of the uh pursuits of the grassroots and and had they acknowledged any of Mm -hmm. that they never would have they never would have supported amendment one i mean that that was terrible right. what they did uh, and, and uh it just wasn't it wasn't right by any any stretch and so uh with with a different kind of leadership hopefully that wouldn't happen again but also true that you would make sure like if sandra isn't there uh you all would make sure that 
you were protective of the Republican Party in Missouri as this whole state demographer takes position and they start to look into this stuff. We need somebody at these higher levels to be able to kind of run interference on that. I I agree on that. You know, that's where you need to look, work with the legislators too. You know, the the state party does. Um, And that's what I would do. I would work with the legislators to make sure that we got legislation passed to um, cripple the clean dirty as much as possible. Um, You know, like I said, it's time to unite the state party. We have too many factions. We need to unite and embrace um, all different aspects of it. We have libertarians. We have the grassroots movement. We have the establishment. You know, it, it's time for us to stop, you know, picking one side versus the other side. We have one goal is the agenda for the GOP, and that's what we need. We need a uniter, not a divider. And I believe that's what we've had in the past. We've had uh, factions that have divided others against each other, and it, it's made it has weakened us. And this is where, why we're at right now. So that's why we need new leadership. And I would like to be that person because I've been an advocate ever since, you know, I've entered into the field of politics. I've never been one to agree with the establishment. If I think they've done something wrong or I don't, you know, I think it's against the party's, you know, agenda, I'll speak up and say it. And I'm not afraid to. So I think that's why I would be a great candidate for that spot for uh, Todd Grace's spot. And, and it does matter. And, and I have to tell you that it's interesting, your, your, your presence on this show and your presence overall, where you have been, you were very active during the primary and you were very, you know, uh, busy during that time. I, I have to tell you, in all due respect to Todd Graves, I, I never spoke to the guy. I never even, I, I bet you most of the Republicans who listen to this show don't even know who the head of the Republican Party is here. And so uh, we mm-hmm. need to we need to kind of have people who are identifiable and who who uh, we've seen we've seen before. I mean, I know Todd's been a politician. I get it. But 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 I, I've never seen him talk to him. Uh, and so it's it's kind of like we need we need people who are not working necessarily like as if they're kind of a bunch of bureaucrats. We need people who are out there who are advocating for uh, good, solid, conservative mm-hmm. positions and, and, and putting a face on it is what we need. I agree right. with you more. Just a committee. Yeah. All right. You know, what, what are the needs? What, what can we do to help them? Yeah. All right. Well, listen. You know, so, okay. So, and, so now. So and that's now, what needs to change. So, yeah. Sorry. You were cutting out there. So, Sonny. Okay. So, everybody listening now, what, what, do, they, what do they need to do? Well, what they could do is this, uh, pass the word around, um, across the the state with the the state committee members, your central committees, um, will have members to the state committee, but if they go to your central committee meetings and, uh, push, um, you know, this coming up January is when they're going to vote for this. So we do have some time, uh, to get the process going. And if they could just, you know, get the the buzz going because we need a new face and this is, I'm it, you know, like I said, I've been in the trenches, um, fighting against the establishment, but right now it's not bucking off the establishment. It's not being co-op by the establishment. It is unifying the party. And that's what we need as much as you know possible. So we don't want any ugliness out there, you know, pointing fingers and everything else. We already know how they've dropped the ball, what they've done wrong. Right. It's time to move past that and to find, you know, leadership. And that's what they can point out to their state committees is that, 
I would be a good candidate for that spot. Yeah, and 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 so what what is the, then the governor's role in this then? So, but you guys, so the state committees are the ones that that vote on this. So, what's the governor's role in this? Well, what they did is they submit the uh, the uh, individuals that are recommended. So, I was recommended um, by a you know a state committee member, um, Renee Hartman, and that that's where we started the process. And okay. Then the, when when they can figure they get together, they'll start voting on those individuals. Okay, great. So, okay, I, I just was we on... we do have a little bit of time, so yeah. Okay, well, good. Well, well I... wasn't I, I didn't get a phone call from the governor? <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> I you know, know it was you know that easy. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I know. I'm... You know, the, you know, the thing is, this is Jamie. Is that you know the thing is this is that our process that we have it is so confusing and no one really explains it to the people and we really don't know how we appoint these individuals to, to run our party. And that's a shame. And that's another thing is this, the party needs to reach out to people and educate them how our process is and embrace and get them to be more involved. And that's what I want to do. I, I want to get everybody more involved because more we have people involved, the stronger we are. And that's, you know, knowing the process, doing little parts to help our, our agenda get across the line. You know, I'm going to ask each individual out there in the GOP you know, just give a few hours a month to to a cause in the party, and you will be amazed what we'll be able to accomplish. We will be able to, you know, change the face of politics in our state. And you know, if we set that that blueprint, that is something we can do across the United States. Because let let Missouri be the beacon, you know, to make America great. Um, I totally agree. Is it is it more uh, confusing than? Um... Than other states, do we? Let me let me guess. We probably do things completely different than other states do, right? <laughs> Every state is different, so I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if we were the most confusing, more difficult one. But uh, I don't really have a, a direct answer for that uh, okay, one. Okay, I know, I know. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, I mean, yeah, you, you you never you never know about uh, about this deal, and so. Uh, but but anyway, uh, I appreciate you, man. And, and Jamie, one one thing is this. Yeah. I want you, I want to say this. I want to tell you, thank you so much because, you know, you, you've given myself and Ben Murphy and America first, Mo, um, a, a voice out there because we've been silenced. And so it wasn't for you. We really wouldn't be where we we're at. And, you know, I just want to tell you that we're very grateful for what you've done. Um, because it, despite all the things that you've dealt with, you know, in the recent years, you know, the, you know taking your show away and everything else. And, you know, you know, you don't back down. Jamie Almond doubles down. <laughs> right and on. that's what I, I really respect, you know. And, you know, I, from myself and the grassroots movement, we want to tell you thank you. And we really appreciate what you do. Well, you're very welcome. And, and you guys have been exceedingly kind to me and has helped me throughout my entire stay career here in St. Louis. And I appreciate that. And, and once and, and I'll tell you, once we... Once we get further on with this, uh, with with Radio Free Almond that we're going to be getting on before Christmas, uh, I, I know I can tell you for sure that one way or the other, uh, the grassroots and all of you are going to have a permanent place on the Radio Free Almond network, and and so we won't we won't be stopping just with my show. We're going to expand, and and we'll we'll make some we'll make some waves, and also again uh, unify. Uh, this party and unify people unify, in the state. Exactly. And, and that's, and that's what really needs to We're happen to energize too. and unify. 
Right on, brother. Okay, man. Well, Sonny Wilson, uh, Godspeed to you, and uh, we'll have you on again, I'm sure, before any decisions made. But, uh, but I'm glad to hear the news, and uh, and hopefully uh, you will wind up being the head of the state GOP because uh, we could sure use it and sure use that presence. So thank I you, brother. So okay, man. Take care. All right, thank you, buddy. That All is right. uh, Sonny Take Wilson. Care. Thank you, you too. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, I you know, it'd be great to have somebody from the. I mean, and. And I dare these people to block this this deal, right? I mean, you don't think they will, do you? Never know what these guys are going to do. Inside my heart, there's an emptiness, a heavy hate on a hollow chest. So spoken like a disease. Live from the Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing Studios, everybody. Good morning, this building. I am going to lodge a campaign aside from uh, aside from trying to get uh, Sonny Wilson to be head of the state GOP. I am also going to be embarking on a campaign to get Spica named a planet. I believe Spica deserves a role as a planet. As one of the 20 brightest stars in the sky of the constellation Virgo, sat right above Venus this morning. Oh, it was so beautiful. I was like, what is that right above Venus? It's got to be a planet. It wasn't. It was Spica. S-P-I-C-A. So we need to to, uh, appeal to whoever's in charge of that to... To name Spica a planet now. Or we quit. I don't know if we quit, but I also saw the I saw the International Space Station in the sky today too. I wouldn't have known it was there if I didn't have my uh, kick ass sky guide. That I just point to the sky. I can even see from the inside. Because it's a compass. So I'm looking at uh, the sky right now. I actually, it also shows you rockets and stuff. I'm watching a rocket move across the sky. This is the Okeen 2 rocket. You go, rocket. I'm actually watching a rocket go across the sky right now. I don't even know what rocket that is. Okeen 2. Moving across the sky right now, as a matter of fact. You won't know it because it's not uh, light. I could see uh, Jupiter's up there right below the sun. But you're not going to see Jupiter because the sun's there. But it's right above there. I love my little app. I like this app. Thank you, Young Rising Suns, for that little uh, interlude. I appreciate that very much. So uh, apparently there is a um, uh, controversial cover now. And and you all know what uh, GQ is all about, right? And uh, GQ is where they originally taught men uh, to wear brown shoes with blue suits. That's how that that was. That was the main contribution of GQ uh, to this, uh, this country. Now, uh, they have just named GQ, has named uh, Serena Williams. Oh, and, and Cuff Jeans. Cuff Jeans and, 
and then brown shoots with uh, brown shoes with blue suits. That was the uh, that was the main contribution of late of GQ and a bunch of liberal dribble spattered about all that for the for the hipsters there dressing. So anyway, uh, Serena Williams has been named the GQ women woman of the year. Because it was weird because uh, um, woman was in quotes, so people are freaking out about this, okay? Uh, because, like, first is the G, and, 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 but, but it's very easy to see why woman is in quote. I'm, I'm defending GQ here, where otherwise I normally wouldn't. But, you know, at some point, we've got to, like, kind of... Uh, uh, relax here and stop riding everybody's asses over everything. I mean, will will it ever end? I mean, and by the way, the people who are mostly bitching about all this are people that GQ supports. I mean, all the liberal left-wing drivel that comes out of that rag, you'd think they'd probably get the benefit of the doubt from, from the left. But no, they're all freaking out about the fact that woman is in quotes. The reason that woman, and, 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 and I guess insinuating somehow that, oh, what, she's not a woman? What are you calling her, an ape? It's like, no, we're not doing anything of the sort. It, it, the reason why they have woman in quotes is because they crossed out man of the year because GQ is a men's magazine, okay? And so... They've departed. Listen to me defending GQ. The hell. I mean, you know what? If you have Jamie Allman defending GQ, you are way off your rocker. You you are way out of line. So anyway, GQ normally does man of the year. And and it has done that for a long time. Uh, But it also has done... Uh, women of the year too before. So uh, GQ's cover, of course, now has sparked controversy. Guess where? Where 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 decency goes to die, and that is on Twitter, where every little bitchy ass human being on the planet goes to be bitchy asses. So, and again, I like Twitter for. Uh, a few things here and there, but it's just become a place for people to just friggin' bitch about everything, and and that's what and that's what they do. And I'm kind of bitching now because I'm bitching about the bitching about the GQ cover. So I guess I'm bitching too. But anyway, so many users uh, seemed unaware that the typography was handwritten by this guy Virgil Abloh, who uses quotation marks in his work. So Ablo uh, collaborated with Williams and Nike for, for her U.S. Open outfit. A- and they put Serena in quotation marks. Okay? This guy, I don't know what, I don't know what this guy's using, you know. And, her tra- and, 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 and uh, quotations on her trainers and logo on her tutu dress. Okay? It's very, very, very simple. It's a guy's style. So... Uh, so Twitter again. It's it's one thing to attack people, but when you when 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 you when when you become a group of Emily Latellas, remember her, 
from Saturday Night Live? Never mind. It's kind of like, remember when she was, uh, uh, her, her most famous one is the, uh, is the, I, I would, I would, uh, I would, uh, Go and and uh, and uh, Margaret. I'm not calling. I'm not call. I'm not saying that about you. I'm I'm talking about other people on Twitter or using it as a forum just to bitch about stuff. So anyway, uh, the uh, Emily Latella was on Saturday Night Live, and she uh, her fa- her most famous one was was uh, when she went on as a commentator, an editorialist, and she would. Uh, she would say, "I have a real issue." I wish I could find the tape, but I got it's, it's already nine o'clock. But she goes, she goes, "I have an issue with. Uh, I don't believe it's decent to, to call them presidential erections. What is the deal with the presidential erection? It seems to be, you know." And then finally, she she goes on and on and on, and then it has to be stopped by Chevy Chase, and he go, he would say, uh, "Miss Latella, it's presidential elections, not presidential." Presidential erections. Of course, this passed as humor like in 1975, but it's not presidential erections, it's presidential elections. And then she would look at the camera and she'd say, Oh, never mind. And that would be her deal. That's Emily Latella. So on Twitter, you have thousands of Emily Latellas. Hey, they put woman in quotes, which must mean they think Serena Williams is actually a gorilla. It's like, you know, no. They put Serena in quotes because the, the the logo was designed by a guy who does that when he when he does his quotes, when he does his art. And he helped her. He actually helped Serena with her Nike stuff and, and, and put Serena in quotes. And so that's why they put woman in quotes, because that's his uh, typography style. But it's the, but but now CNN is covering the story and asking for a response from GQ and, and and it's like nobody gets it. So maybe at some point we'll have uh, a a nice big uh a, a nice big never mind from from these people on Twitter. My goodness gracious, even when it's explained and it's perfectly explained uh people still go off the deep end. And 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 by the way, there's no stopping it now unfortunately. Which is kind of what happens if if uh, GQ magazine, uh, if if somebody wants to undo GQ magazine, they certainly can do it, and and nobody's really ever going to understand because it's now permanently installed on Twitter that GQ magazine was disrespecting Serena Williams for crying out loud. These guys uh, will complain about anything. As you all point out, they they will devour their own. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you so much to all of my sponsors. Thank you to Santino Cigars and Cocktails right there on Vogel Road in Arnold. Thank you also to my friends over at Tracy Ellis. TracyEllis.com. Rick and Tracy, good friends of mine. I hope for all your home selling, home buying needs, you hit them up. Thank you to Nutrition HQ. Thanks, Ricky, for coming on in. Nutrition HQ, nhq.rocks is the uh, is the number, is the website, I mean. The number for Matthew Mitchell is 855-QUOTE-ME, the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency. Thank you, Golden Oak Lending, goldenoaklending.com. 
314-567-GOLD for your pre-approval on homes. And by the way, if you go and get a mortgage checkup, if you're a Radio Free Allman listener, you're going to get, ladies and gentlemen, a free appraisal. So mention my name and you're in. Thank you to Michael Proctor. Proctor spelled like doctor. ProctorDrapery.com. And of course, Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing. DDTruckUSA.com. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Love you. Thank you. <laughs>